Joseph, are you ready to rock this podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it, dude. Let's run that intro. If I get it right this time. I'm just saying. <laughs> then, then I went to the Dominican Republic. I met this one-armed gimp, you know, <laughs> who can't drive, drive his car to save his life. You know what? I gave him an opportunity. We hey, tried he, to figure he out, out what to he's good, good at. Listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We tried to figure out what he's good at. Like, okay, try and sell some cars. Like, try building a team. Try going to the races. Like, can you put a tenth up? You've only got one arm. You're paying E-Clip to fucking load some buckets with dirt. What are you good at? Then we figure out. We find the golden nugget. He can talk. The man can talk. We, we start a podcast. People love the podcast. Lefty the Great. We found his niche within a niche. He's a great podcaster. I fucking helped him do that. Hey, guys. Jared Tebow here. Hey, guys. This is Camden Lime. This is Mike Craddock. Cole Logden. This is Elliot Boots. This is Lee Martin. This is Ryan Mayfield. This is Luca Honas from Taiwan. This is Richard Saxton. This is the Mini Viking Telecom Hola, soy Robert Valle. This is Mark Johnston from rcparts.co.nz. Qualifying's finished at Nationals, and I'm eight beers deep. This is Ryan Lutz. What's up, guys? I'm Axel Hodges. Hey, this is Steve Mattis from Pulp MX. Hey, this is Jason Wigand from NBC Sports Motocross. I have an Axel Yeti. It's broken. I fix it. It breaks. I'm not using it. Hello, I'm Armin Sikonis, uh, riding motocross for uh, Ice One Racing. Hey everybody, this is Tim Smith from the TSR Speed Shop. I'm Nitro is the glory, right, Keenan? This is Tyler Jones. This is the ridiculous one, Jay Smoker, and you're listening to the No Name RC Podcast. Ridiculous! This is the Viking, David Ronafalk, and I would like to congratulate the No Name RC podcast for episode number 100, Nitro is the Glory and Manchester is the Red. Nitro is the Glory. Welcome to the No Name RC podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, and if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. What is it? What is it? If he gets it in with the left arm, it's a hundred bucks. Here we go. Hundred bucks right here. Hundred dollar throw. Oh no! Wait, what was the back? Wow. That was amazing. What's your left arm combined? Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number one. Zero two of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, aka Left of the Great, and joining me as always is my as always is my co-host, YouTube celebrity Beaker Q. But he's not on yet. He wants me to do my whole sponsorship run one, and he he's probably gonna come and complain that the intro is too long and it doesn't look professional and all that type of stuff because you know he's a YouTube celebrity now, and you know he's so special. Making money on YouTube. He doesn't know the little people anymore. I had to 
fight him to even get her to do this podcast, you know. So anyway, his head's so big, he can't even fit in his studio. But uh, we'll bring him on in a minute. Shout out, big thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys for all of your uh, support. Without you guys, none of this is none of this is possible. So big shout out to the NNRC squad. Shout out to all the patrons of NNRC. You guys help keep these bills paid. We're trying to do big things here, and we need to get these bills paid. So thank you. And uh, we got some cool stuff coming that we got from the patron money. So I'm excited about that. A new camera so I can have my phone back and uh, do all that type of stuff. So, thank you to all those guys. Thank you. Without any of you guys, none of this is possible. If you guys wish to uh, support us on Patreon, you can. You get early releases as well as uh, extra content sometimes, eh, giveaways. And if you just want to support the podcast and like what we're doing and support us, you can do that as well. So, greatly appreciate it. And thank you. Shout out to our sponsors. First off, Mayako, the mystery sponsor, has sent me another message. And this is what they say. Mayako, if you like, follow both, sorry, if you like or follow both the Mayako Facebook page and Instagram pages and share this Facebook post, you have a chance of winning an eight scale nitro buggy of your choice, along with the with industry leading nitro engines, a nitro engine pipe and servers. The contest ends the 15th of January. Uh so that's what they have to say. They have this competition going on. They posted it on their Facebook uh, last week. Check it out. You can win a buggy of your choice. That's pretty. That's a pretty way, pretty good way to uh, to uh, come on the scene. But uh, hey, you know, let's find out what this Mayako is all about. They also said uh, sent us another message. You know, because their theme is like image. I believe it was last week, or well, I can't remember what it was. But this week, it's design is everything. Uh, so here it goes. Limits are not limits are not static. We can redefine them. Our imagination is mostly what limits our abilities. So free up your mind and imagine the impossible. Miyako works with a free mind. Design is everything. Design is beauty, performance and how something performance and how something smells and feels. Design is how something makes you feel. Miyako loves design. All right, Mayako, with your cryptic uh, words of wisdom. I wouldn't call it cryptic, but definitely uh, sending us a message. Go check them out on Facebook and Instagram and enter the competition, and you can win a buggy of your choice plus an engine plus a ser- plus service. I should enter. Maybe I can win myself a buggy of my choice and see what happens. But slowly revealing things. We still don't know what they're, what they're all about, but, hey, they're offering up some free stuff, so go check them out. Thank you, Maya- Thank you Mayako, the title sponsor of the no name rc podcast so thank you very much greatly appreciated <clears throat> thank you to all of these sponsors that make this happen as well big shout out to rcmx techno rc we will have a techno rc hotline uh, nnrc hotline this week with wally it will be on thursday beach rc beach rc was in effect at both races this weekend br uh, blue ridge nationals and ams Rob's Oil for all of your Amsoil products. Manscaped.com for all of your Manscaped needs. You can pick yourself up a lawnmower 3.0. Use the promo code NONAME on checkout, all caps, and you will save 20% off your order. Sun City RC, the showers family are getting ready. They're going to have a Borders Wars race coming up. That's the race Joseph and I attended back in 2018, 18, I believe. Yes. 
Papa Willis Traction Tonic, longtime supporter of the podcast. Thank you, Papa Willis. Check you guys. You're going to use the promo code NNRC in all caps, and you save 10% off your order, and you will find some traction with Papa Willis. Prepare for victory with Papa Willis Traction Tonic. Big shout out to JQ Threads, a company that's providing opportunities, not just a clothing company. Special shout out to my good buddy Wally Builds. He's out there pushing out a lot of cool builds. He's been racing a lot. Uh, check him out. I got a. I'm gonna get me a Wally Builds hat for Christmas. Uh, Wally and I will be together on um, on Thursday. And big shout out to Connor Aylers of the Luth Cranes for his support. Greatly appreciate it, man. And shout out to my boy Jason Elric of Racecraft USA. Uh, the command module they're flying off the shelves. I think I'll have one here soon, uh, and I'll have it up here in the shop, and I'll do an unboxing and a, and a review of it <clears throat> on the YouTube's channels. And also, shout out to my boy Zach Thompson, Clean Works and Clean Freak. He was up at the Blue Ridge National Team, uh, Blue Ridge Nationals racing this weekend. And uh, yeah, good stuff. And a big shout out to my JQ Racing team. I actually should bring Joseph on on her because uh, the JQ Racing team had a very positive result. Uh, weekend this weekend big shout out to first off to austin azor who was up in the pacific northwest and he actually tq'd and won but the, the the race actually got snowed out so they couldn't finish it so they went off qualifying so big shout out to austin as well as ryan for making the show ryan gibson congratulations to you guys uh we had a big presence at the blue ridge nationals shout out to cole cabre he uh finished second in e-buggy fourth in nitro joseph's gonna have to pay him some money uh, that's for sure. Some contingency because he ran pro nitro there. Mike Anderson put in a, a good show in made the, made both the open and, uh, open nitro and e-buggy mains. He fought hard. He finished his main. That was good. Brent also went, he raced and he did had a good show and he made the 40 plus main. I think he broke, but you know, Brent's really, Brent really races eights. He needs to race it more. And I want to send a big shout out to Tony Scarcella and Kenneth Pope, Theodore, Jonathan Bunting and uh, Corey Jordan and all the JQ guys that went to AMS. We had a small team there, but we we was there and Tony went down there, set up the pits, and looks like guys had fun. And that's all that matters. It was a great weekend for JQ. Uh, so shout out to my JQ family. Thank you guys. Without you guys, none of this is possible either. Time to bring JQ in here. He's being all quiet. Joseph, are you ready to talk? Are you muting me yet? We have to catch up. I know you're... YouTube celebrity now, so you don't have time for for me. So I wish you would just come on the screen now. Oh, there he is. What's up, Baker? YouTube celebrity. What's up? You know what, dude? I'm gonna. You know, I'm not even gonna BS you. Uh, first off, congratulations on your your video. We'll talk about that more. But you finally done something that everybody liked, and I saw like one or two negative comments. And I was like, that's that person's loss. So kudos to you and your Nitro tuning video. That doesn't mean you get to sit back and be all cool. And, and all. I can't hear you. Seven years. Yeah. It took, and it took 10 years for somebody, so, pe for people to like something that you, you done, like everybody universally. So there you go. 37 years and I got nothing for it. <laughs> it was Spent a time and money. And that's it. It was a great video. Um, it was long. Uh, and yeah, you did a good job of it, man. Uh, if people would have known what we did just to do video our little part, like I almost wanted to kill you during doing that, to be honest. Like, it's so weird. Like, you're actually, we was using this actual program while you was looking at the back of my camera and directing me. So crazy. 
Yeah. You got to turn your earphones on a little bit. You get too close to the mic and it reverberates into the microphone. Your microphone's really sensitive. I've been telling you this for a couple of podcasts. All right, Joseph. You know what? You have to uh, come out of your pocket this weekend, too. This week. Well, the next couple of weeks. Cole Cabray, man, he went up to uh, Blue Ridge Nationals and he finished second, fourth in e buggy and nitro buggy pro. So it's not on the level of probably PMB, but you're going to have to come out of maybe 100 bucks, 200 bucks. For contingency, second or fourth, he got fourth. He got second in e buggy. Yeah, we don't pay for e buggy. No, you don't. You cheap bastard. No, you know why you don't? And and anything to discourage e buggy because it's your best class. That and truggy. Just admit it. You're gonna be an e buggy and truggy specialist from now on. It's over. Not e buggy. But our topic tonight is actually something that might give you hope. So, um. You know what, Joseph? We had a lot of racing going on this weekend. We are going to talk about it. Obviously, AMS was the biggest race. BRN, Blue Ridge Nationals being the second biggest race. You know, they're a supporter of the podcast. I want to shout out and congratulate them. They finally got it right. They had a race. They had 200 and something plus entries. It went good. It went pretty smooth. Everybody I talked to had fun. We'll talk more about that. But all I know is, Joseph, I'm getting super antsy and I miss Racing and traveling. Remember at some point I said to you, I'm tired of all this traveling. I don't want to do it no more. And I was pissing and moaning about traveling because I wanted to stay home and all that stuff. Well, I'm, I'm had enough of home now. I am ready to get back on the road and get back to racing. But I don't know when that's going to happen, unfortunately, right now. So. Yeah, it looks like next year is still going to be a bit of a mess. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's not looking positive but we can we can be hopeful and and hopefully but i just miss it like i was thinking now like i would be preparing to go to fall brawl now and i wasn't gonna go this year no i'm not gonna but because of the rain last year but i'll tell you what i would be on the next plane out of her going to fall brawl if i could i could but i just was too close to christmas so not gonna take that not gonna take that chance so. I don't know if you can actually travel to America right now. I can. You can? Yes. But I have Why? to do a pre-COVID test here. I have to get a test there. And then I have to do a pre-COVID test to get back here. And if I don't get, if I don't, if I pop that COVID test, I have to, I can't come. They won't let me come here. So that's my biggest fear right now is like not being here for Christmas and stuff like that with my family. So I'm just staying my ass right here. And following RC. But I'll tell you what, man, watching, I watched the Blue Ridge Nationals a lot uh, and I watched the Pro Nitro Buggy of of AMS and, oh man, it just put the bit in my mouth even more to get out there and smell some nitro and uh, get racing. So I'm missing it. I'm, sh- I'm sure you miss it too. So I it's I tell people all the time, man, they're fortunate, fortunate, like all my American friends, you guys can go out and race. Even the Europeans can get out and race. Like for us, it's for me, it's not really happening. For you, it's not happening. So, yeah. Yeah, if you live in a place where you have a track close by and you can run on the track, then it's fine. But if you live in Finland where you can't drive this time of year or in some other country, the same problem, then yeah, it's not good. Maybe you can go, you guys have some 10 scale stuff you can do though, right? Yeah, but I can't run nitro. Yeah, so, I don't know when the next time is that I can. Interesting. It it definitely sucks, man. It definitely sucks. So let's 
let's talk about your tuning video. And then today you, well, as we recorded this, you dropped the, your favorite topic. And I'm so glad you didn't go into super science mode on that. Uh, cheating and CTOs and all that stuff, even though it wasn't CTO. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about the nitro tuning video. Uh, it was a hit. It's made it everywhere. Every person that I've talked to has said they liked it. I had one person say you got it wrong in one section, but he said otherwise than that, it was good. Um, because I sent it to him, and he's my nitro engine guru. Section, so. Huh? It's already fixed. What? Uh, uh, the humi- humidity part. That, means that the humidity part, as well as um, he was talking about the third needle that it isn't really what what it does but i think you i i don't know no i'm not wrong about that he I says he does that. if he's a master tuner he says i does not even touch that needle so that's good yeah well yeah uh, what what i said about the third needle in the video i stand by it also are you happy with that man i mean you went from like 2000 you you gained about a thousand subs or from that video i think you went from about 2075 to 385 3,850. So you, you gained a lot of subs. You got like 11K downloads of views for that. I think that's pretty good. You ain't met Mark Santa Maria yet. He's he's getting 20K and like as soon as he puts them up. But a completely, but you're, but here's the thing. You're, is, he gets like between 5,000 to 50,000, I think. That's good. But here's the thing. Sorry, guys, drinking water. Your video would be good for his crowd as well. Because there's a lot of beginner guys there, and I think they should watch that. So, get it, you know, get time, dude. Just get a time, give it time. Are you happy with it? Are you happy with the response you got from it? Yeah, the response was actually a lot better than I expected. It was really, really positive. I mean, I'm not used to getting positive feedback, so <laughs> it's really. It feels strange. good, doesn't it? It doesn't I mean, always it feel had like 99.5 percent like ratio at some point. Yeah, I saw one and guy say, like, oh, I'm not going to listen to this. This guy's an asset on Facebook. Then I looked at his Facebook profile, and I saw he just runs e-buggy. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, somebody has to, like. Comments, so- are, comments are pretty much all positive on YouTube if you go and read the comments. So yeah, there's always got to be one. Some, there's always got to be some knob end that just has to say something. You know, you usually are that knob end, mind you. But, um, yeah, man, good job. Uh my parts in it, I, I think I think we can do better. My acting is not all that good. Uh, you can see. But honestly, like, we almost killed each other filming those small parts. If if you would have known the amount of time it took for us to film that little part, you would have, you were like, these guys need, they have too much time on their hands. Something. But it was fun. And it made. Just need, need patience working with you. Well, if you worked with yourself, you would kill yourself. Pretty much. Working for you is... I don't know, man. Yeah. But uh, kudos. and But let's talk about the next... Uh, I think, man, you know what? I think you're about to lose your, your farm friendship with Drake, man. You That cutting the track video. My, the latest video. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was like, all right, is this Joseph going to drone one in science mode about CTOs and bullshit like you usually do? But it was actually pretty good because you can see it. Now, the first cut track track cut with like Cole and and Tasman that was bad but it was like a super serious racing incident but it was bad but the next one after that that was really bad 
But, I mean, people have to see this stuff so they know what it is. And in both cases, I think I, if it had a referee, which it probably didn't, those two incidents would have been called out. Or maybe they just don't get called out. Maybe this is just RC's dirty little secret. It doesn't get called out. If it's a world championship or European championship, okay, yes. But if it's any of these big races in America, then no. It's unfortunate. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Drake's track cut was completely blatant. Like, it was like, all right, forget about that whole part of the track. I crashed. I'm just going to go and take second. Yeah, well, that should be called out. That's what you get when you always get away with whatever you do. You know, everyone's always on your side because you're so awesome. And that's it. Yeah, but so I mean, to actually I've heard you drone on about this uh, many times, but to actually see it, it it puts it all in perspective. So good job, man. Now, when you're going to when are we going to do our collaboration? We've got to record that soon, don't we? I'm doing it right now. We are. Yeah, this podcast. Or what do you mean? No, our our aren't we doing a, a ranking video collaboration? Oh, the ranking. Yeah, we have to do that oh, did this you, week. Oh, did you drop me already? I'm telling you, man. I see it already. You're gonna become a YouTube superstar, and you're gonna be like, screw lefty. It's not possible to become a YouTube superstar in RC. Screw lefty and his podcast. The views are never going to be big enough for no, anything they're not. like that. No, they're you know, unfortunately not. And that actually ties into our rant today. If you took time to actually read the notes, uh, you would see that. But I know you did it. Because no, I didn't. You, you can't complain that I didn't have a plan. I've had a plan for the last two podcasts. So um, The YouTube thing is, isn't is for the views or for money. It's not going to make mm-hmm. you know money. If it makes some pocket money in the future, that would be good. The reason is that... There's, there is a lot of content on YouTube, but there's not a lot of good content on YouTube, I think. And especially good content that has some value to it more than just pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. So information, stuff that people can actually learn something, stuff that people can actually improve their racing, improve their understanding of the cars or engines, all that stuff. Like... There's always just basic surface level, entry level stuff and nothing beyond that. So I just mm-hmm. thought, okay, look, I need to do this. I need to share some some more in-depth information that isn't available now. And that's why I did this video to start because this one was the hardest one to make. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make more in the future, more about the car and driving and set up and that stuff and on friday we're actually releasing uh the first guest i had on for the video so i had bruno Coilhorn, and i we talked about driving driving and carpet setup yeah so i think people will like that because it's something that i haven't seen ever mm-hmm. on youtube yes i've seen some interviews but i've never seen any top driver say the things that Bruno said on that interview because no one has asked those questions. No, that's good. So, yeah. You know, um, uh, Stephen Best uh, contacted me because he really enjoyed your video as well. And I think he was the one who might have pointed out the humidity thing because he's the one kind of shared it to me. Uh, but I think we need to get Stephen on her again with you and me because, and I said, you know, JQ didn't like the way I interviewed you. 
And he's like, what? I thought it was good. I was like, yeah, but he, he wants me to ask questions that only he knows that's in his brain. And I don't know because I, I, you know, I can't extract those things. My mind reading shit wasn't working at the time. So, yeah, he's the game for it. I, man, he, I, I must admit, um, he's a plethora of knowledge and he's excited. I like him, man. I like Steven. I want to get him on her again and we do it again. But I have to say that actually interviewing someone, asking questions and leading the conversation is actually pretty hard. It is, isn't it? Cause you, yeah, it, it is different than going on somewhere where it's not your show and you aren't actually leading it and you just sort of sit there and respond. It's different. So are you so trying I, to even say... Even I could tell now when I watched it back, like it needs a lot of improvement because, yeah, it's not as easy as it looks. Oh, so are really you trying isn't. to say, okay, Lefty, I kind of understand what you go through weekly now? Is that your way I, of- I do. But also there's the thing that you have to sort of maintain focus because there was a, a there was a couple of times where, you know me, you know, my mind drifts somewhere and then Bruno said something. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what he just I, said. You like, know, that where happens, are we right now? That happens to me all the time. Uh because sometimes they're going on and then maybe I'm doing something else and you're just sitting there. Well, with the video, it's hard to do that. No. You know what yeah. I mean? So people's going to be watching you. So you got to pay attention. So that's a little different. Like I interviewed our guest this week. Sorry, I didn't even tell to say who our guest is. It's Chad Parks uh, from Ignite RC, Desi- Ignite Design RC, the maker of the new gas truck uh, conversion. So we did it uh, video and he was out, outside. So we got a little bit of ambient noise outside and stuff like that. Still trying to figure out this software. It's not giving me the greatest audio. I don't know. But thank you to Chad Parks. Uh, the patrons got that up. Uh, on there and we got it was pretty cool to do video and he was showing us the truck and all that type of stuff so uh, I might need your help though I can't sync the audio up like I went in and edited the audio and I can't sync it up I might need to send that to you and you know you're such a great filmmaker and all that you can fix that for me but I just wanted to I just wanted to say thank you I received this today in uh this week it's a GoPro Hero 4 this is from I don't know if he wants me to say his name but he's a good friend, and he's been an avid supporter of the podcast he, uh, for a long time. Uh, I just want to say thank you. You know who you are. Um, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. This GoPro Hero 4 is going to come in handy. I'm probably going to also pick up another GoPro as well uh, next for Christmas, and this is going to go join this, the fleet of what we we're trying to do here. I think the more cameras I have, the more stuff we can get at, uh, at races. So I'm looking, I think I'm going to get a GoPro nine as well, maybe just to have a more modern one and have be able to hook up all my audio to it. But thank you. This is added to the stable. I have another little, another thing over there that a friend, uh, my buddy Ed sent me, it's a big carrying case so I can protect all my gear when I go to America. So we're not here just doing things like just doing podcasts. We're planning our all out attack on, on RC next year. If, if it happens. So I am anyway, <clears throat> All right, Joseph, um, before I go on to the Manscaped RC news, I just wanted to appeal to anyone out there in, in the RC world. Uh, as you guys know, uh, my daughter, you guys have seen her online, uh, Kiana, Lucifina, I call her. Well, we've been struggling with some allergies. I think it may be eczema. We can't really get a straight answer here. And honestly, like the medical, medical system here is really good. Like, you know, when you go to private clinics and stuff like that, you have a good, decent insurance. So we've been fighting this with her. It's like she heals up, and then all of a sudden it just comes back, like it came back in a, in a vengeance. 
this week, man, was horrible. Anybody that sees their children suffering, no, this is not an easy thing, especially hard for my wife. So, man, if anybody has any home remedies or any cream or any type of medicine that you can recommend, we don't know what it is. It's, it's food allergies, but it's also like eczema as well. If you guys have any ideas or anything, shoot me a message, man. But we're, we're trying everything, and we're trying to heal my daughter. You know, she's a beautiful girl. She's a little demon, but she likes to have fun, and, you know, I don't like to see her suffer too. So that's my appeal to the RC people out there. If anybody has a any assistance, I, it will greatly be greatly appreciated. So, Joseph, it's time to go on to the RC news brought to you by Manscaped.com. All right. Let me uh, do my ad read here. So the RC news is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Your one-stop shop, all of your manscaping needs. I myself have the lawnmower 3.0 as well as the ball de- deodorant and ball spritz spray. Bro, I like it just, you know. And I tell you what, the ball spritz spray s- smells really good. Like you can use it as a cologne as well, Joseph. And um, my lawnmower 3.0 is actually I ordered some new blades for it because I've been using it extensively. Like, I'm not going to lie. My wife uses it as well. I know. We, you know, I know maybe, maybe it's not the cleanest thing or whatever, but, you know, that's my wife. So I have nothing wrong with that. She has been using it, so we've been using it double time. She likes it. She enjoys it. Might have to buy her one for Christmas. I don't know if she'll want one for Christmas, but anyway. Um, yeah, and she rocks my boxers. I would like to get some new boxers and a T-shirt because they didn't send me a big, a big enough one. Why do I like the lawnmower 3.0? Because, you know, it's waterproof. I've used it to wash, like, you know, in the shower as well. Uh, it has a light, so if it's dark, you can get into those places that you normally can't see. And I'm a big dude, so I have crevices that, you know, they need light. You know, like black holes on there somewhere. And uh, I, I want to send Joseph one, but I don't think he needs one. But he did say something about having a girlfriend last podcast. But maybe he does need one. I don't know. I'm all confused. But you guys can go to www.manscape.com, use the promo code the no name in all caps, and you will save twenty percent off your order, and you get free shipping. And if you buy this and you have the balls enough, please tag us in this and say I got this with my uh, promo code from the No Name RC podcast. Let us know. I you thought sh- you were going to say send me a picture. Well, I've had people threaten to say, I'm going to send a video of me shaving my pubes. And I'm like, no, that's quite all right. I don't need that. But, you know, I mean, maybe a before, um, I don't know, a before and after, maybe like top, no, no actual pictures, but like, you know, maybe like what you did with Greg when you talked it, you know? Yeah, you have to think fast. You know, you went into your, um, what was that movie? Silence of the Lambs mode, like, you know? That was so funny. Yeah. All right, Joseph. So the first thing I have up, let's see. I want to bring this up. Uh, let's bring it up on the screen here. Let's see if I can do this smoothly. Is the S-Works, S-Works tilted motor mount. Now, I wanted to pick your brain on this because I'm sure this is something you've looked at before. I, I mean, they've the Hyper- had this all along, I think, and I think it's bullshit. Well, the I Hyper 9 really had it. Yeah. And I remember the Hyper 9 having it. And you, did you ever, you had some influence in the Hyper 9 or was going to be, or was supposed no, to I be, didn't. right? It was supposed to, yeah, but I didn't. All right. So this is an adjustable one. Do you think this makes a difference? What is the, what is the point of this? I think they want the, 
weight more centralized. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know. Why do I would be it? curious to hear that. Does it actually make a difference? But I really doubt it. Hmm. Why do you doubt it? I mean, they used it for because it's such a small change. You tilt the engine a bit. It's what Joseph. You always it's say it's going to be a really, really small change. You always say small things make a big difference in RC. Yeah, but I don't think this does. All right. How about I know what the difference is with a normal cooling head and a low-profile one. And then if I think that okay, I keep the same cooling head, I just tilt it a few degrees. I just don't see it. So, is there a difference? Between the cooling heads, then? Yeah, you can notice the difference there, yes. But I'm really skeptical about this. But yeah, I haven't tried it, so maybe some S-Works drivers can try. But if it's the same S-Works driver that thinks that a cab forward body gives more steering in a hairpin, then it's worthless information. So (laughs) that's the thing. Like For me to really know if something makes a difference, I have to try it. Because most people are hopeless when it comes to testing. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's true. Oh my gosh. It really is true. There are people who literally say that a cab forward body gives more steering in a hairpin. Now, my friend, that's impossible. There's no downforce in a low speed hairpin. How the fuck could the cab forward give more steering? That's one of your serious pet peeves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You know what my buddy said? He said, Mike and I talked about this, and he says that that the motor will, will will be faster because it's on an angle as well. Because gravity isn't affecting the piston as much. Yeah. That's pretty deep. I really doubt that too. That's really deep. That's really well, deep. Well, see, Mike come from that um, airplane mentality back in airplanes too, and they used to have radio engines and they used to have, you know, piston like piston uh, engines on the side and all that stuff doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's onto something about it. Um, I don't know. Let the us only know. Only ways you... to get an S works and try it. There you go. You should get one. And try or make it. a mount for the black edition, tilt the engine and find out. Oh, uh, yeah, I can do a video about it. There you go. Um, hey, actually that, you know what? I, I just thought of a, a good video series to do. Oh God. So all these different things that people say make a difference, actually test it and then answer the question that does it make a difference? Like, does a cab forward body give you more there steering? There you go. You can start things? with that one. Yeah. Then I'll, do, then I'll actually do the test. I'll test it, film it, explain it, analyze it, come up with a, so, what, not a solution, conclusion. What, what's the word? A synopsis. A judgment. What is it? Um, a judgment, I think. I don't know, Joseph. A verdict. A verdict. There you go. Yeah. I think you should start with uh, cab forward right off the bat. And, yeah, I know. And then it should be like, is this company uh, guilty of false advertising? And then it's guilty or not guilty. That's it. That's the new video series. Oh, God. Here we go. That's going to be fun, actually. So we have to find all these different uh, claims that people make, people or companies. And then I study them and find out that is it true or not. 
There you go. Start with cab forward. Bodies. I'm going to write this down. This idea is gold. There we go. We came up with an idea for Joseph's next yep. video. Can I be involved in this one too? How? I don't know. I just argue with you. Anyway, on to our next product. Uh, I would be interested to know about that tilted motor mount though. Uh, did you see Chris Nelson has come out with a new fuel? It's called TNR Fuel. I guess it's Team Nelson Racing Fuel. Nope. Yep. He came out with a new fuel. He's, it seems to be, you know, Chris Nelson is a, a SoCal racer. He, he races everything. He's a long-time racer, too. And he's bought out his own fuel. This should be interesting. If uh, I know some some of these fuel companies have been trying to fill, fill the gap that Byron's has left. So I don't know much information about this fuel. I know it's yellow-ish, fluorescent yellow, and I saw some pictures of the bottles, but that's about it. So congratulations, Chris Nelson, man. Uh, I guess I'll be waiting to hear more stuff about your fuel. Check him out. You can find him on uh, Facebook, Chris Nelson. All right, Joseph, have you finished writing that down? Because we got to get into some some serious stuff here. We had a race this weekend. We had two races. We had three Before races. we get into the race, do you know what I did this weekend? Oh, no, I don't. Did you go out on a date? No. I, well, kind of. I went on the EFRA AGM meeting. You know, you didn't tell me anything about that. And they released a video out of 2020 this, uh, a couple of days ago. But I know you didn't seem too happy. So what was up with this EFRA AGM? Well... Hold on, how did you get invited to it? Through Finland. I asked the Finnish representative, hey, can I be one of the representatives for Finland? They must have hated you. And he said yes. So I was there, and I just wanted to get the feel for the room, you know, the vibe. And I can tell you that... We fucked. What? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Things aren't going to change for the better anytime soon. Let's just put it that way. It's. I think EFRA as an organization is a lot better than IFMAR. IFMAR is nothing. It's just... It, literally, they don't do shit. EFRA does stuff. EFRA has people in the organization who care about what they do, they do a good job. And it's a massive job, actually, if you think that all the European countries need to come together, run with the same rules, race formats, coordinate where the races are, all this stuff. Like, it's a lot of work, actually. So it's crazy that there are uh, volunteers who want to do that kind of bureaucracy, bureaucratic work. So that, that side of it, that's fine. But the issue I have with it is that they don't see how they are also hindering growth and change in RC. They need to see that. So I went on there to first to sort of share my point of view, but also to hear theirs. Now, I didn't hear much of theirs, except I could tell that there's a mass massive resistance to any kind of major major change that I think would be positive. What I mean by that is for the last 20 years or more, we've been racing pretty much same kind of races, same racing formats, same locations. The best thing that, that has happened is RC Racing TV and Control because they do 
great video coverage live and also post-race of the event. So that has meant that the European Championships are seen by a lot more people. And I even said this. I said, I think this is the best thing that EFRA has done. But please note, EFRA isn't doing it. EFRA is paying a professional company to do it for them. So RC Racing TV and Control, they are doing the great job. And EFRA is paying for that. Mm-hmm. EFRA needs to do more of that. That's That was my message. That, look, you need to do the same thing when it comes to organizing races, for example. Yes, you have the rules and the format and, and that, but why not get someone in there as a promoter to do the work, to do the job, to make the races look better, to take them to better locations? Just provide provide the sort of uh, provide the foundation and funding and have someone take this next level. You know, that was yeah, one of the I'm things sure. that I wanted to get. Like change of change of sort of thinking in the sense that EFRA should be a true federation. Just like in full-scale motorsports, they have, uh, for example, FIM is the motorcycling federation, but they don't run the motocross world championships. Infront is a company that runs it. You know, we need that same thing. We can't have EFRA as a federation also organizing the races. Like, it doesn't work. Just focus on what you are strong at. You are good at the bureaucracy, the rules, the laws, the uh, race calendars, all of that stuff. Focus on that. Do that. Have licenses, gather funding, work with the, all, all national federations. Great. Do that. And then pay people to take care of the media, pay people to produce their events, pay people to take take care of technology, website, uh, databases of all information, make EFRA a central hub of information for European RC. This is the direction I think EFRA should go, but yeah. So it's what was that video happen. about though? That's what, that's what they're trying to say in that video, kind of. Well, the thing that I also said was that producing a video one week before the meeting, designing a new logo, having a nice PowerPoint presentation, that's good. That's better than nothing, but it's not changing anything. Like planning stuff, saying the right thing, having meetings, that doesn't get shit done. That's the sort of easy part. The hard part is doing this stuff. And I didn't get one single response that was encouraging in the way that I could see that, okay, this something's actually going to change. It's, it's, I've been involved now in doing different projects and actually creating something in the world that exists. And I can tell that because partly because it's uh, because EFRA is a volunteer organization. The problem is that no one is going to go the extra mile because that's, that takes a ton of work, time and dedication. And no one is going to do that. No one is take, going to take on that responsibility. Plus, they can't. 
because it's a democratic organization. So every decision needs to be voted on, every bigger decision, voted on at the annual meeting, basically, all the countries vote. And it's actually quite hard to get something to pass in that system. So let's say that one person in EFRA wanted to change something like, okay, you know what, let's change how we work. Let's hire this company X to produce our European championships because they can do this and this and that, and they can bring our races in front of uh, tens of thousands of people at major events. Even if someone had done all the work and figured all of this out, it doesn't even mean that they could do it because they then have to vote on it. And if they can't convince the countries to vote, then nothing's going to happen. So they have two layers of problems. One, no one's actually going to do anything to change other than make some nice PowerPoints, say some nice words and sentences, and design a logo and make a video. Like bigger structural change or improvements, I don't see it happening. And then the second thing, even if someone did all that, they still can't get it voted on, get it through, and make the change happen. So I don't see it's any sort of major positive change happening, like much better racing formats or our races going to places where uh, we have a lot of spectators or EFRA working openly with RCGP or with EOS or any other sort of race series that exists or any other independent race that exists. That was the other thing I, I stressed that what's the point of having all these different entities in RC, House of RC, RCGP, EFRA, uh, EOS, ENS, and uh, other sort of major races, that Masters of Europe thing that never materialized, but the idea at least. We have all these different people, different groups, basically doing the same things like why not work together why why does everyone work on this separately that means that we are doing a ton of overlapping work you know imagine house of rc house of rc is working to build a database mm-hmm. so we have all the tracks and shops and all together? this information in one place right so together? then imagine there's someone else that's doing the same thing gathering all that why what is the point? If someone is already doing that work, then work together so that more than one group of people isn't doing the same thing. Well, this is a common you know, problem. For, in which RC. is stupid. Like, let's not do overlapping work. Let's work smart. It's like people that build, it's, it's, it's no different than guys who go to a track, don't like the way it's run, and decide to build another one on, like a few miles away, and then both tracks. Exactly. Suffer. Uh, it also sounds yeah. like that effort is kind of like, you know, we always say like having a club run track is nice, but you have to go through so many, so much red tape to get anything approved because you have to get opinions on anything else. And then when you're doing it all on your own, you can do everything how you want to do it. But that's kind of yeah. what with effort. And it sounds like to me that uh, maybe the the governing body of R needs to be run like a business. And then decisions are made like you know you put somebody in charge of that business they run they make the decisions you can have different departments like you know on an on-road section and this type of stuff but at the end of the day the president makes a decision 
and that it goes from there. And then if he doesn't do good after his term, you can oust him out, like vote him out. But it's a lot of, that's the problem dealing with committees and all that type of stuff and organization. There is a lot of red tape. This isn't unique to RC, but it's a lot of red tape and hoops that you have to jump through in order to get anything done. And you have to kiss everybody's ass and different people's asses to get shit done. So it's a waste of time. And it takes a whole bunch of time to do stuff like that. So I, I, I get it. I get it. And it's frustrating. And maybe there are, there are individuals in Afro that have an, uh, uh, you know, obviously we have, I think, I have, actually, I don't know how you, but the, the, the new president of Afro seems to be younger and open-minded. But there's still a lot of old horses involved in Afro, and they don't want to let that little bit of power go. So, you know, until we yeah, get all new people I, in. I, yeah, it's interesting to me, too, because the way I see it is that it's not sort of these other races and series aren't a risk for Efra if they work together, because if they succeed, it will actually be a good thing for Efra. Wouldn't they have more power essentially at that point? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be better if yeah. there was more racing and more people involved and more money and more everything? the industry was bigger surely that would be better for them also but no <laughs> they don't see it that way <clears throat> well maybe there, it's time to come in and shake shake the hornet's nest and and something different you know like norca did back oh, yeah, in the day it's time for that for sure it like norca <laughs> did back in the day all right not, well i was wondering really like that but yeah i was wondering this is about only your, the beginning yeah i was wondering about your meeting uh so now i know all about it um we need to talk about these races. All right, we're going to start with the Pacific Northwest. They had their, I just have to shout it out. They had their NCT. Uh, I should have probably had this up. Let me see if I can bring it up. I want to shout out to those guys because, you know, I really like the Pacific Northwest. I saw that track on Friday. It looked like a tsunami had been through it. Like, it was soaking wet. It was a mud pile. They got that track together. They did qualifying on Saturday. And then it freaking snowed. Like, literally snowed. This is up in Washington. It snowed, so they couldn't run the finals. But I just give them guys credit for attempting to do that. Yeah, Joseph, like, they got stopped by snow. So why didn't you race? Oh, snow. I guess it would be dangerous to run in. Not dangerous for the cars, but definitely dangerous for the tire marshals. It'd be slippery and icy, I guess. So, and kudos to Austin and for winning that in Nitro Buggy. And, yeah, you got to take, hey, that's, that counts as a win too, buddy. So good job. Uh, Blue Ridge Nationals. <clears throat> now, I know you didn't really look into this much, Joseph. I'm going to talk about this briefly. Uh, Josh Garbett, he's been a big supporter of the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. He has not got it right the first two times. Blue First Blue Ridge Nationals, I didn't like. The track wasn't good. He did the Summer Sizzler. He didn't bring in a track builder. Track wasn't good. Didn't. Very low entry counts. Um, I know this is a, a lot of money being dished out to do this race. I think they got they did had a great turnout this race. They got Anthony Westergaard to come in. They built a track, had a lot of doubles. It's a big arena, dude. It's a really big arena. They didn't even use all the space, which is good. Um, they did all heads up qualifying, ten minute qualifiers. Uh, so if you ran two classes, you got sixty minutes in qualifiers, right there. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing I will say is that they built it. Okay, now I was excited for Westergaard because, you know, Westergaard's becoming one of the more, or uh, Factory Track's becoming one of the popular 
race uh, track builders in, I would say, in the world right now. You know, Joey's been quiet. Bobby's building, still been building great tracks. He built a great track at AMS, by the way. We'll talk about that more. So this is Westergaard's first time building a track on the East Coast. And unfortunately, I have to say, uh, it wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. Like what I know what he can do like he did at RCGP. But I understand why. Because they had a fifth scale class for 10 fifth scales and they could not make stupid, stupid jumps. So it was kind of, I still think it was a good track. It was West Coast style because you know how the West Coast guys, they leave the bobcat treads in there to make it rough. So it got rough. And I think it made for great racing. I watched the intermediate nitro main and pro nitro main because we had JQ guys racing in it. And I was able to watch the racing. Matt Olson was there. It wasn't the best coverage. I mean, they needed more people doing that for them. But I don't know how Matt Olson is trying to be a media guy. It was just him. I think it's just him and his dad. And he's trying to cover race, do interviews, all the stuff. I don't know how he's doing that. But I think if they had maybe two more cameras, it would have been good. But it was good enough to watch. I found the racing exciting. I think the track made for great racing. Uh, shout out to everybody that, you know, attended this race. I think he got 120 people and 250 entries. So that's good for him. Unfortunately, AMS was on the same weekend. That was done on purpose. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Dave is the big name in race time, um, on the Southeast in indoor races. And he put that on that date because, you know, these guys are competing business people. You know, one's competing for this crowd, one's competing for this crowd. But I think both races actually hurt by doing this. You know, there's 100 people that probably, 75 to 100 people at the Blue Ridge Nationals that would have been at AMS because AMS is... Entry count was down too. It was under 500 and I think 200 and something people. I'll know her in a minute. So moral of the story, like putting these races in the Southeast 10 hours apart, competing to almost competing to the same amount genre of people was silly. It hurt both races. We could have had another race. Now I believe Blue Ridge was first. So AMS could have been two weeks from now. And then we could have fall roll two weeks after that. That would have been great. But they did what they did. It's done. Both races suffered entry-wise. But this was a better race for for four Blue Ridge Nationals on the fact that they had way more entries than they've ever had. And I hope this uh, gives him, encourages him and encourages people to go to this race, his races that he holds in the future. It looks like a really great facility. And I've heard nothing about positive. You know, there was some hiccups at this race. But, like, obviously, catering to fifth scale, it's kind of difficult. Uh, but everybody had fun and they got a lot of runtime. So kudos to you, Joseph and RCGP. I know that influenced that a lot. Uh, the all heads up racing, and man, I remember I saw Toby Hampton. Is like I ran three classes. I got ninety minutes of qualifying. That's that's a good bit of racing right there. And then, uh, you know, some people bumped up from B mains and stuff like that. It was a good weekend, good track. Um. But unfortunately, overshadowed by AMS, which was the bigger of the races. Uh, I actually attended this race in 2018. I actually raced this race in 2018. I had fun. It was hot as hell. It was June in Alabama. It was very hot, but we had a good time. It was super hot and humid inside that building because it's a smaller building. But it was a, it's a little cooler. And uh, I just wanted to, to talk about AMS and uh, say congratulations before I go on any further. Congratulations to Blue Ridge Nationals and everybody that went and everybody involved. Uh, I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with next year. And, oh, dude, 
you have to see these trophies they had. Joseph, Mike Hill got one. Uh, shout out to Mike Hill. He finished like second in e-buggy or third in e-buggy. And he said that thing weighs 25 pounds. It's like a metal cutout, like an actual big metal of the mountains, like the symbol, the Blue Ridge stuff. And, whew, man, he's like, man, these trophies are badass, Lefty. Mine weighs about 20 pounds. You know how Mike talks to that twang. So yeah. they won on trophies. It's good to see good trophies like that going out. So lots of merchandise that he sold. It was a good race for him. I, I would say drop fifth scale, but I know he's not going to drop fifth scale because, you know, he has a fifth scale. But it's hard to make a track to cater to fifth scale and eight scale. And you have to cater to your biggest class, and that's eight scale in my opinion. So, but anyway, good job. I really wish he would have let Anthony go loose and do a proper Anthony Westergaard track because I think Anthony could have made. But... A really, really badass track with all that dirt and that space, but the track was good. It was, it it got rough and it made it for great racing, in my opinion. So, I give them credit. I could, if I could clap, I would clap. But that's how I clap because I can't because I only have one good hand. Shout out to you guys. I'm glad you got it right. All right, AMS Joseph Alabama Manufacturers Shootout Eleven. Eleven years this race has been going on. I think Race Times had it for. Five to six years. Uh, the year I went, they had this outrageous uh, layout with a crossover and a 65-foot quad that you could only quad, but it was fun. Last year's track was pretty easy. It was smash, medium. But, uh, yeah, Joseph, did you watch this race at all? I did send you the uh, link to it. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I have to say, Joseph, I have to say, what did you just say? The main. Okay, only. yeah, that's the only race I watched too, was the Pro Nitro main. Ah, excuse me. Before I go any further, right? If you guys want, want, want me to do your picks for races, hit me up because I be picking winners, right? Almost all the time. Okay, yes, I picked Fen of a lot. Uh, you know, look, 2019, I Actually, said- you're over that. I said to Elliot Boots, you're going to win. I said on Facebook, Boots is going to win. I called Cav was going to win last podcast. Look what happens. Cav goes out there, wins pro nitro buggy. A hard fought nitro buggy race. I will say it that. He had no time to relax that whole entire 45 minutes. Other thing I wanted to bring up. Remember last time I complained when they did the Wicked Weekend had the less, less lower uh, entry count and they didn't extend the mains? Or maybe Greg messaged Jimmy uh, Jimmy Babcock and said, you need to do 45-minute mains. But they did 45-minute Nitro A main for the pros, and they gave the juniors an extra 10 minutes in their Nitro main. So that, you know, either either somebody at race time listened to the podcast or something happened. But I think we might have influenced that. So a nice 45-minute main. Uh, we have a little rating system here right here that I did for this, Joseph. Uh, your thoughts on the two indoor races so close to each other before we go on kind of has, has similar to what i was just talking yes. about with efra so exactly working right. together instead of against each other would I'm make sense excited. i'm getting all excited i gotta use my inhaler <sighs> talking about racing gets me excited all right so i have this uh, that reminds me by the way efra efra placed uh, euros warm-up on the same date as an rcgp so I brought that up also. I said, look, the RCGP schedule has already been released a while ago. And you put uh, Euros warm-up on the same date as uh, 
the second race. So they said they look into it if they can change it. So watch them not change it. Of course not. Of course not. Um, and also we have to talk about, remind me uh, that we have some news to talk about that, that nitro thing where they're getting, where they might have to, uh, the nitro, we have to get a license to get a higher percentage of nitro. But we'll talk about that after this. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to say this. I did a ranking system, a rating system out of 10. In my notes, Joseph didn't fill them out, but I did. So I'm going to give the track rating a 7. I would say a 7.5. I thought that the track was, it's not a, it's not a big arena. You had uh, 22 second laps and lower. <clears throat> um, but I think they did a really good job. There weren't no big stupid jumps like it was when I was there that year. And it was, I like that double. It made it for, it just made for great racing. But what I think made, made this track really good was for coverage. They were able to cover this track for spectators like myself with one camera and another one and just two people. And I thought that was good. I enjoyed watching the final. It wasn't perfect, but it was better than PMB. <clears throat> but I give Bobby uh, a 7.5 for his layout. It was good. I thought it was flowing. I enjoyed the racing. What a, I, I give it 7.5. How about you, Joseph? Maybe four. I mean, the lap time was way too short. I agree. Just way too simple layout. Yeah. You need to do something else. Like, I think that's a good opportunity actually to slow the track down. Like, make a slow layout, slow track, yeah, slow technical. You know, maybe that, I'd like to see make, that on, on a track like that. Yeah. I mean, Bobby likes those rhythm sections. We didn't see, but you're also working with limited space. And when you put all that elevation, but all the more reason to make it like slow and technical, you know? I did the like, lower the speeds, the more the better the racing too. Well, I think and race close to each other. And I stuff. think it came so, yeah, down to close why. racing, Joseph. I mean, yes, there was a lot of people that got lapped because there's only twenty second lap time. The result was close, but the racing itself. I mean, yes, there were a couple of good passes, but I mean that when it's lower speed, there is more close racing side by side. Kind of, I you agree. see what I mean? So that's a good opportunity to do something like that. So how would in you an, slow the track down? Like, what would you have liked to see that, uh, to slow this track down? Just sort of more technical sections, more corners, more more stuff built. I'd like to see this some more kind of jump. fast and open and 20-second lap times. I'd like some jump so, on and we have to jump and then time it to jump off and jump up. Yeah, I would have liked to see that. But I, I, I did like the track. Yeah. I thought it meant for, except for people getting lapped, it, there were some great battles in the Nitro Buggy main. I mean, look, it came down Also, to, it's a... Sorry. It came down to pretty much at the end of the race between, uh, you know, while we're talking about this, I'm going to play some of this so people can see. Uh, it came down to pretty much um, the last corner of the last race for them guys to win it, for Cavalier to win it. Yeah, so one thing that has become a trend now, definitely, but it was... It, I used to think that it was just because, you know, PMB, crazy race, massive track. So they run the mains with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But now, even on smaller tracks, they run the mains with a lot of people. So there's just too many drivers in Done the mains. Done by 7 seriously. p.m. Yeah, five will go to the podium. Here's a little here's a lap. 17 down. Cavalieri now in. opening up so a people five can get a look at the track second lead on Cole watching this on right now. So Cavalieri... Uh oh, I got an ad. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. 
Perfect. Thank you very much. I like that double. 17 down, 28 to it go, driver. 17 down, 28 to go like for that. Ryan Cavallari. Five and a half seconds in the S-Works. Yeah, 15 comma eight, I think. Yeah. In an S-Works, and the only driver on raw speed tires. Out front, leading the way. Ogden, the only, only driver on hot race tires. All right, well, we did a lap of that. <clears throat> Let's take that off. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you. It could be slowed down, but I still give it a 7.4. I thought it was fun. I would have liked to have raced on it. All right, level of competition. I'm actually going to change this to 7. I had it at 7.5. The reason I say this, there was no Lutz, no Drake, Tessman, no Jackson Brunson. It just seemed a little light on the pro side. There was definitely some fast guys there. I mean, let's bring up our... Um, our main right here. Let me come out of here. What do you think? What's your opinion, Joseph? Do you ha do what do you give the level of competition? What type of rating do you? Give? Yeah, I guess seven is fine. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot. Like Mayfield, Rivkin, that's Cavalieri, T-Ball, Bonehorst, Van Dalen. Cavalry, Mayfield. There's your top three. Cav Milton yeah, Milton. Ogden. Yeah, Ogden. Yeah, Fend. What was going on with Fend? He just wasn't off. He was like enough. He was off the podium all week in Truggy. I think he finished fourth. E buggy fourth, and just not on on just not just not on form. Not this weekend. I don't know. Hmm. Which is um, which he was fast. He showed speed, and the J Concepts guys were fast because this is normally a J Concepts track, so. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? 7.5. So we're about equal on their level of coverage. I have to give it a set. I'm going to give it 6.5. It's It was better than PMB. Let's get this. Let's get one thing straight. Dave, Live RC is not there. Dave has got his own video and the guy Jacob does it. And Jacob's doing everything on his own. So, but... I think because of the size of the track, you was able to see everything better. And so with two cameras that they had, like they had a pit camera and they had uh, uh, that one camera covering the race, I think it made for great coverage. Obviously, the announcer probably would work better with the cameraman, but that's different. I, I give it, I'm going to change. I gave it 6.5. I think I'm going to give it 6.9. 6.999. Nine. It could have been better. How about you, Joseph? What did they show with the uh, sort of camera following the racing? Because they had a static camera for some stuff, and then they yeah for the mains they went on. Uh, they had one camera following, but the race, the track was small enough where you could follow the whole track. That's what was the saving grace, and you can see it. You know, at PMB they had one camera, but it was over all the way over in like one corner, and you couldn't see over to that other corner. Yeah, I mean it's definitely better than nothing. It, this is like the minimum requirement for a big race, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So it's good. You get, you still get to see the main, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how to rate something like that. It's just such a different sort of mm -hmm. a whole different world. Yeah. 
I mean, go look at like RCGP coverage or the If My World's coverage, and then this coverage. I yeah, mean, but it's completely different. It's it's no absolutely like he's just paying one guy who's going around taking pictures, taking individual. Well, videos. you can compare. Your whole thing was how good was the coverage. Well, well mean, it was well, nowhere close to that. He's not. But spending, also, we got okay. video and we got to see the race. A better thing you know? is he's not spending the amount of money that it costs to bring in live RC or Efra or any other stuff. What what RCGP or or IFMAR does, or even DNC does with live RC. So, yes, but your question was how yes. good was the coverage? Yeah. Now, he's making the money. He's choosing not to spend that money. So That's he's true. choosing to have worse coverage. That's the whole point. So the coverage is worse. And I said, I think this coverage is the minimum requirement for having coverage at these races. Okay. I mean, worse than this is basically no coverage. Yeah, but J Concepts guy walking around doing a Facebook live. Yeah, like, it was way better than that. Even yeah. though I appreciate when that happens too. Uh, like I said, I think this was a, a decent track, smaller track made for better coverage, maybe a little closer racing. Layout was, you know, I, I, I gave my thoughts on that. No car breaking jumps. I think that was key. Uh, lots of guys getting lapped, expected on a small track like this. And 45 yeah, minute final. In, in the main. Yeah, and 15 in the main. The 45-minute final, they listened to the pod or somebody got in their ear. Um, I did my winners and losers. I don't know how you think on this, but my winners for this are Cav, Mayfield, Tebow, who these guys are, 33, 34 years old, still racing against each other, still a podium with these guys. Uh, well, I'm going to talk more about that on our thought of the day. Brandon Rose, great fifth-place finish for him. Had maybe Lutz and those guys been there, would it be a little different? I don't know, but uh, you know, Brandon Rose has been struggling with finishing races, so that's a good finish for him. Young, uh, fifth place, kudos to him. Well done to Nemo uh, and Agama. I know Billy's happy. Another solid drive out of Cole Ogden, but too many mistakes as usual. He gets up there, makes a mistake, and you know, thank you for leaving in the middle of doing that. So I know you're absolutely not listening to me. Anyway, Joseph looks like he has somebody coming in to his house uh, or his place. I heard a whole bunch of Finnish talk back there. Uh, solid drive for Cole Ogden. Just makes too many mistakes as usual. Um, kind of like Barufalo. Like Cole so fast. And he was fast. And he was in the hunt for a long time. But then he just, he would make a mistake, catch up, make another mistake. So it was eh, kind of schmeh. But a good fourth place for him. I expect Cole to win one of these races. I do keep saying that. Tebow wins the hard charger for me. He he wins the hard charger award for me. Sorry, I know you gotta you're getting like me, getting people coming to your house while you're recording a podcast, you know? Yeah. So I, I just went when I was talking about how I felt Cole well, done well, but made too many mistakes and that cost him in the end, because he was in the hunt for the longest while. Hardest the hard charger award goes to Tebow, man. Tebow, once again, proven to be Techno's number one driver. He started in ninth, didn't have a really great qualifying, and he just put his head down and charged away and made it up to third, out onto third, and just I mean, I think he won Truggy as well. Let me bring up my stuff here. Uh yeah. Uh let's see. Tebow won Nitro Truggy. Kudos to him on that. And yeah, he just done well, but here we have once again these guys 
fighting against each other at another race in a different year. It's like Groundhog Day, history repeating itself. I want to give a special shout out to Team Fuller. They've been putting in work. Caden uh, was in the, he I believe he won the intermediate main and Mason. I probably got this mixed up. But he's made two race time mains here in a row, so that's good to him. Would you agree if there's winners, Joseph, that I mentioned? Cav, Brandon Rose, Cole Ogden, Tebow. You know, I know you don't know much about Team Fuller. And shout out to Spencer Klein. He didn't make the main, but he did make the Truggy main. Biggest losers of this race, Joseph, Who, in, in your opinion. I w- I'm going to have to say, man, my two biggest losers for this race are Seth Van Dalen. He got 11th in the truck, uh, 12th in e-buggy. No, 11th in nitro buggy, 10th, 10th in truck, and 12th in e-buggy. That's a disappointing weekend for Seth Van Dalen. I'm expecting him to... He will have, he had speed early on, but I'm expecting him to be on podiums. And when I mean podiums, top three. Tyler Jones came out swinging second in e-buggy, in truggy, sorry. Uh, probably was expecting more in nitro buggy. I know he had some good performances, but, you know, he ended up just not factoring in. I think he finished, uh, he got a third in e-buggy too. A third in e-buggy, second in truggy, sorry. And with those type of finishes, you probably think you're going to be on the podium in the Nitro buggy. So, yeah. Tyler Jones, a loser this week. Mind you, he doesn't race much. Dakota Fenn, I expect podiums. He didn't podium anything. And I mean podium. Uh, top three. And Joe Bornhorst, I'm just going to give him a meh. 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 I'm expecting more out of Joe. He should be on, He should be in top five at these races. I think he, I think he might have been. Let's see. Let's see where Joe was. Uh, he he didn't do well. He was fifth in Truggy and seventh in Nitro Buggy. So I would say I'm, I'm not going to use your term, but yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a little bit more out of out of good old Joe. When right you there. slow, but you finish the race, you finish seventh. See, I wasn't going to say theory. something smart. Anyway, your thoughts on any of that? Would you would you agree? Yeah, disagree? I think. Well, like I said, Fend, like, what was happening? Why was he not on the pace? That would be one. But I think Mayfield would be my like. I only care about nitro buggy, so I don't know what happened in the other classes. Well, okay, okay, about nitro buggy. He let's see. So he finished. Let's just talk about it. He finished second in nitro buggy, and then uh, second in he finished. Second in Nitro Buggy, he didn't run. Doesn't look like he ran uh, Truggy. Yes, he did. He had some problem in the main. Anyway, I don't care about that. And no one cares about the left. We're talking about Nitro Buggy now. Yeah, so my loser for the race would be Mayfield. You know why? Because I think he was the fastest guy and he should have won. Now, yes, he had one more pit stop than Cavalieri. So he needed to be at least a pit stop ahead of Cavalieri, right? Towards the end. Well, he made that mistake on the second lap, maybe, or really early in the race, he made a mistake coming onto the straight when he was leading with a decent gap, dropped back. And actually, as crazy as it is, but that lost him the race, I think, because after that, he was chasing. Mm -hmm. So then, even so, after all of that, he was still in it. Two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Cavalieri's car looked way looser and harder to drive. Mayfield had grip. He was doing good. He was catching like two tenths to 
half a second every lap, pretty much. Caught up to Cavallari. And then something which he used to always do. Well, not always. I shouldn't say always. He used to do this a lot. But he, I haven't seen him do this in a while. So I was a bit surprised. He actually blew out. We should bring it on the screen, seriously. Uh, I will bring the to... end of the main on the screen because it's not normal any for, anymore for him. But like, I was sure, like, okay, he, he has this. And then mm-hmm. he just, I don't know what, like, I don't know. Maybe his car was just so knife edge that well, he had to he had to just drive within what what he can do to stay on the line not go wide in the dust like stay in control and then when he just tried to push a bit harder then it just shit just hit the fan maybe that's the case i don't know or maybe he got nervous i don't know but you could see just he caught up to cav cav made the one mistake and then he made a banzai pass move ended up offline in the dust didn't get by Still, no trouble. Just calm down. But no, he just made mistake after mistake and, like, weird. It just, seriously, it's just like he started punching it way too much. He did what I would have done. I was surprised. He did what you would have done? That's never good. Yeah. I got the last minute here. Do you want to bring that up and watch that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Hold on. So that's why, because I, I think he was faster. He should have won this. All right, so we got this. All right, let me get some. Do you want some volume? Yeah, I can't remember now. Extraordinary driving out of Mayfield and a mistake out of Cavallari. It is now a two and a half second lead. Cavallari in cruise control. It was earlier than this. The only I think it was when with two minutes left. tire driver in the field, up and over that front side. Go back to two minutes left or so. Ebo down to fourth as they come by the loop right here. So they're battling. We got a battle for the lead. We got a battle for third and fourth. Yeah, I think this is it. Okay, so watch this. So Mayfield is a lot faster than Cavallari at this point. He has caught him from a pit stop back, basically. Look, Cav makes a mistake. Just overcooks it. He could have got by there. Just overcooks it. Okay. But here, it's like, I don't know. He just went nuts here when he was, you know, case that, probably pulling too much trigger, too much wheel spin, hits that corner up there. You know, just starting making mistakes. And watch this. So Cavallari pulled oh, no, it's next lap. But Cav did a great job of shutting the, the door down. He raced a pretty defensive yeah, yeah, race. That's just, he's just doing his thing, you know, so keeping it on the track. Look, overshot that corner. And this type of track, I think it's this lap now. Watch this. Indeed, taller, born horse, Rose. Be ready. Mayfield back to one minute. Traffic. Like, what is that? Like, that is what I would do. Did you see that? Yes, he went very wide. He went, like, 13 feet wide, and then he crashed on the... Like, once he caught Cavallari, he just blew out. He did. And I haven't seen that in a while. Like, it was surprising. So that's why I would say, yeah, that he was there. But he did catch him up. The loser of this race. What? He did catch him up her near the end. Well, yeah, but you see Cavallari is dealing with traffic and then 
uh, yeah, he's on slicks at this point. He's just trying to finish, and then this one guy is like up his ass. So yeah, I think that's cool. No, I think it's Brandon Rose. I think so it was. This one and uh, yeah, one. yeah, because he. Yeah, Brandon Rose. It could be Tyler. Is in full throttle mode. Well, he. Uh, announced no, it's Brandon Rose. But anyway, so. Yeah, I just found that to be surprising. I was so sure that okay, so Mayfield's got this. But nope. No, but, but it didn't. I don't know. Is that does that mean that his car was a bit hard to drive there towards the end? Oh, here's, the, here's, the last lap. here's the last lap. He's right gonna, there in the middle. They're going to catch up her. And I thought this was Down exciting. The backside, the battle for the championship. Mayfield strapping it up. That was Brendan Rose. He got everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, look at that. He was able to make up that speed or just Cav. Well, Cav had to do his bit for Cav was just playing it safe. Like, he, he wasn't going to lose that. There you go. There you go. Tenths of a second. Congrats to the GOAT. Congrats to the GOAT. Yeah, Cavalieri wins with S-Works. S-Works sales skyrocket. And, and we're done. Are finished. And Ross so tires. Not. Yeah, that too. I wonder what uh, state Mayfield's tires were in. Yeah, I. Cab posted a picture and his tires were slicks. So. Really? Well, yeah. congratulations to Killer Cav. It's good to you know your best buddy heard JQ had you rode off and retired like two months ago. Was it? I said he was the first one to go out of the three. You know right? what he said? Screw you, JQ. Who? That's what Cav said. Oh, Cavalieri by winning. It's still, uh, I could still be right, so I don't know why you're all You don't emotional. win. You, he's done well. He he won Wicked Weekend, which was light. But Savoia is done. Okay, Savoia is done. Cavalieri is just the first one of out of those three to be done. It's not. I didn't say that he's done now. I said he's the first one that will be done. Pay attention. You know what? Congratulations to Cavalieri. Uh, your losers. Uh, do, okay, you said Mayfield. No other losers for you? Oh, offend. Okay. You don't think Seth Van Dalen should be doing better at this race, type of races? I have a theory that uh, Techno wasn't the best for this their, kind of track. Their car I thought that they... I thought that they would lack some corner speed at this track, some speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked Tebow actually, and he didn't think so. But who knows? You know. Why did you think they would lack so, corner speed? Because of because of how the car, the car is designed. I, I thought that this track is uh, sort of. It looked kind of. It just looked like a kind of track with that groove line with dust on the outside. A lot of corners where you have to try to maintain the, the speed in the car. E- easy-ish layout with everyone doing similar lap times. You need the car to naturally be fast and carry its speed. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, this track, the car might will probably feel good but be a bit slow. And I don't know, maybe that was the case because all three of them, well, Tebow kind of redeemed the trend a bit, but he did qualify d- way down. So, wasn't he like seventh or ninth or something? Yeah, he qualified. He, qualified? he was. He was. Yeah. Right so, on. exactly, and he's just a really good driver. And in the main, he just clicked off lap after lap, and that's how he finished third. So, sweet, yeah. good race. Uh, the next big race up is probably Fall Brawl, which is happening first weekend of December. 
I have a feeling that we got a good turnout, and then that's it for the week, for the year for racing, and then we see what twenty twenty one brings. Hopefully, better things. We shall see. All right, Joseph. You know what time it is? It's time to go on to the Sun City RC thought of the week. What to you by Sun City RC Raceway, home of El Paso's world famous true old school motocross inspired eight scale off road track. Track sports, handicap accessibility, and covered pits to drop gate starts. This world-class facility has everything needed to give you the professional feel with the amazing country views to match. SCRC has four acres of parking with plenty of room for RVs, trailers, and the racing can carry on into the night with a well-lit track and pit area. SCRC is privately owned and run by the Showers family, Joey, Christian, and Corbin who have been in the RC scene for over 20 years. They also own all their own equipment so they can make frequent changes to keep the layout interesting and keep the racers entertained. And for bigger races, they hire professional track builders and race directors. Please go to, go to Facebook, follow them, give them a like, and watch what they're doing. And they have their Border Wars race coming up here soon. I think it's maybe sooner. But uh, Sun City has done a lot of work. Uh, I'm hoping that we we get to go to RCGP there next year and hang out with the Showers family. I'm sure Joey misses you, Joseph. And, um, yeah, we had a great time there. And if you're in the El Paso area, stop by and give the Showers family uh, a check and go turn some laps on their awesome facility. I mean, I really like their track, and I can't wait to get back there and hang out with all the New Mexico guys and all the cool people there. So, Joseph, my RC thought of the week this might give you a little bit of hope but my rc thought here we have cavalry mayfield tebow how many times have we seen that in the last what since 1990 something 95 i guess you want to say maybe maybe later than that 98 let's say for the last almost 20 years we've seen this no sorry a little later 15 to 20 years, we've seen this happen a lot, right? Since these guys are like 15 years old. So they're all about 34 now, so 20 years. Will we ever see three races like this ever again in RC? Because we haven't since this. Since this, We haven't seen three people or even two guys come out and be this dominant. And here it is, 2020, almost 2021, and these guys are still dominant. Will we see this ever again in RC? Yeah, it's like Ricky Carmichael and J- James Stewart, yeah. and Chad Reed in Supercross and Motocross, or, or or Jeremy McGrath. Yeah, or him. It, it's we get one like it's like these guys came out and we've had one or two like Ty came out shortly afterwards. Like he came out well a few years later, and then Ty was number one for the longest while. There was really nobody to compete with him, but there have not been three racers that have made the impact on RC like these three guys have. And I don't think we'll no, ever and see it. The, the interesting thing will be that when do they actually well, stop being the three guys? Well, Mike like and when I, do we stop seeing, when is the last time that we see a podium when they say, with these three? When they uh, say, podium is three people, that's another thing. Five-man podiums are retarded. Okay, stop can't that use shit. that word. Yes, I can. Okay. I just did. So I think that's, that's you know, these two things are actually something I'm going to take on as my issue 
I have I don't have enough issues to fight for. <laughs> we need less drivers in the main, and we need three man podiums. Okay, but anyway, back to the topic. When is the last time that we see a three man podium with these guys? I don't know. That's kind of hard to say a three man podium. When do we not see a podium without these guys involved in it? That's a better question. No, no. I mean, that's just as hard. But the point is that there will be a time when it's the last race where these guys lock out the podium. When they like say so. <laughs> that's when it happens. Because I think all three of the... Herbie had Cavallari washed up, ready to quit. He comes out and drives a perfectly defensive race, like perfectly calculated, professional, park the bus, only go fast when I need to, don't make stupid mistakes race, right? And here we are. Here we had him out of RC next year. He comes and does this. Only, only S-Works there. I mean, they had Camden Line, had a few guys, but very, you know what I mean? On some tires. You know, obviously, you know, with raw speed, he probably can run, he probably in his contract, he can run whatever tires he wants. I don't know what he ran. Probably ran raw speed rubber. Um, I don't think, he. when you start winning, you got to reju- you rejuvenate. You know what I mean? Now, Mayfield's going home. It was so close. He wants to get back. He's got to beat Cav. You know what I mean? Cav bested him once again. Everything was Mayfield, Mayfield, Mayfield. You oh. know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Here's maybe, Cav. Maybe Mayfield blew out because it was Cav. Right. Here's Cav. Fuck, this thorn in my side. <laughs> this guy's been a thorn in my side since I started. He's all, like, let's be realistic. Mayfield has been the guy for the last few years, but Cav has been the guy for since he started. You know what I mean? And yeah. here it is. And then, so Mayfield's going home. He's like, fuck this. I got to beat Cav next time. Fuck this. You know, like, I can't believe I did that. And then you got Tebow, who's just there like, oh, man, you know, I just put that race down. I can't do my, my Tebow voice. Like, you know, but he's probably saying, man, I just, and he, he, he has to. I pat him on the back for his race because he came back from ninth on that small track and finished third. So I pat Tebow on his back. For doing that. Yeah. So he's probably gone home with rejuvenate, like rejuvenated saying, you know what? We ain't done yet. We just had a great race. You know what I mean? And look, all three of us. These guys will, when Cavallari, Mayfield, Atibo decide to start racing is when they will decide when we will never see that again. Because I, I, think, I think that they can race into their 40s. No problem. And I agree. Yeah. We're not producing. I, I think so. The only people that can beat these guys are like guys like Ongaro, David Ronafalk, a Tessman if he's on form, uh, maybe a Lutz if he's perfectly on form. But I don't see any of these young guys stepping up to beat these guys anytime soon. And what I mean by that is like, I was expecting more out of Seth Van Dalen. He should have been up there. I, I like Seth. I know, you know, you can't win every race. But I just don't see it, and we're not going to see it. And we haven't seen it all these years. There's been nobody to come along and displace these guys. Like, they may and lose that's the interesting thing. That's the interesting thing, that will the... I think that a generation will be skipped in America. So, in Europe, we've sort of... But we've had a relatively steady stream of, of, of new, super-fast professional drivers coming through, but... In America, they have those three uh, plus test men. And then, yeah, there are some fast guys, but there aren't drivers at that level. It's like they get her, they get her at this level. And then it's like they're constantly looking up at Tebow, Cav, Mayfield. Yeah, and, and, and they Tessman. don't get, 
And they don't the get to there. that level. Rivkin. Rivkin is the only one. Yeah, and, and he, he had a Rivkin shitty weekend. He had a shit weekend, yeah. and he had a shit... He's had a shit eight-scale year, in my opinion. Like, he didn't do good at PNB. He didn't do good at DNC. He didn't, you know... He didn't do good at Wicked Weekend. He's not had a good year. He's the only one to break that mold of the younger guys. And he's even a different generation. But in America, it's hard to see because in your in Europe we can see this. You know, you got the David Runner folks, you got people coming up. You got, you know, like if he ever like I if 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 Barufalo ever just dialed it down to 85% and saved that 15% that he has for when he needs it, he would beat all these motherfuckers. I, did I say that out loud? But he will beat all these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, I'm getting yeah. ex- when I'm talking about racing, I get excited. So, you know, like I just don't know if we're gonna see this, man. Like her, I like I just I'm just I'm just flabbergasted. Like, honestly, we just had a podium 2020, almost 21, end of 2020, last big race of 2020. We didn't have much to share. And we see this these same three guys who have just been so dominant for so long, come up and do it again. And I, I guess what? Cavs, 34 this year. He's got to be. Tebow's probably the oldest of them, I think. All of them got kids. All of them got real lives. Joseph, there's hope that you can possibly do good. Possibly. I wouldn't get too hopeful. I think you should focus on YouTube. Maybe, but maybe, maybe at one race. I just don't see these run. guys stop. I mean, there's going to be bump, like there's going to be groups, like guys that can beat them. I think there's going to be some young guys that come up, but I mean, is it going to be a Brandon Rose? Is it going to be Tyler Jones? They can be. Is it a Seth and Daniel? Of course, all these guys are capable of beating these guys, but they have to want to do it and they have to put in the time to do it because you're putting in time. These guys have the experience, but they still put in the time. Like, you know what I mean? They still go out there and practice. Maybe not as much. Cavalier's been practicing though. Tebow's been practicing. We don't really see much of Mayfield because it's private. But uh, he's been going to races. So if, you, if you're a young driver and you want to beat these guys, you have to work harder than them guys because their talent isn't running out. And they haven't. I, and they probably they, just They will cruising. set the benchmark. They will set the benchmark for how old you can be and uh, still be competitive. But here's the thing. like I still think they're on cruise control. I think, I think they have another girl in them. I, I don't think they've even hit the nitrous on these guys yet. You know what I mean? They the only time they hit that nitrous button is when they're racing themselves. Or somebody who's faster. So if you're a young driver, you look at them guys. You gotta work harder than them because and you know what? They're probably gonna when they start getting beat, they're gonna work it up harder. But I guarantee you, all three of those guys went back home this week, probably relaxing. Kev's happy, but he wants to keep up their results. He needs more results. Mayfield's unhappy because he could have beat Kev. And Tebow is happy because he was able to come back from a bad starting position and finish third. This fucking sky is the limit with these guys. I don't know. I just thought about it while I was watching this. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching these guys go one, two, three again. So let us know what you guys think. Place it in the comments. Tell us what you think. Will just Joseph have hope? He's almost 40. He's doing 37. Oh, no, you are 37. Yeah, I'm 37. Yeah, so you got two more years to 40 plus. Once them guys go 40, though, you, you, better, you better get your 40 plus championship in while you can. I don't think you're going to be Drake. 
Yeah, new. Yeah, new. I don't know. Drake Josie. will be done by the time I'm forty. I don't see any. You know, it just sounds like hopes and prayers for you because I don't see Drake being done. He likes RC too much. Yeah, he'll be racing. He'll just be done. Uh, you said that a while ago, and he's getting faster. Mind you, that was no. a big, that was a big track cut, but that you know that's something else. You know what, Joseph? That's our RC thought of the day. Thank you to Sun City RC for bringing that to us. What do you guys think? Leave. We want to hear what you guys think in the comments. Leave it in the comments on whatever platform you're lead, uh, watching this on. Probably YouTube would be good too. Joseph, you know what time it is? It's time for the Beach RC. Time to be done with this. You're always in a rush. You're always in a rush. I'm saying, Mr. YouTube Celebrity. Hey, how much money did you make off that 11K subs uh, views anyway? You said you only made $7 the other day. Yeah, probably like $40 or something. There you go. That's $40 more than what you had. That's beer for you for a few days. Amazing. Should stop drinking like me. Feel great. Uh, you know what? Let's go on. Not that I, at, you know, not that I'm saying that I won't ever, ever have a Modelo ever again in life. In your intro video, you pop a Modelo. So kudos, O'Day, to the Modelo. There, Joseph. When was the last time you had a beer? Uh, four months ago. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm going to go. Now we need you on a treadmill. I know. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. Uh, my wife's going to the gym now, so she's trying to get sexy. There you go. For, I'm not going to the gym. We're just going to eat cleaner, and I just want to walk. If I go to the gym, it's going to open up a whole bunch of doors that I don't want to go down right now because I know what's going to happen when I go to the gym. What's going to happen? Well, I'll go from, oh, yeah, this is easy doing lightweights to bent to leg pressing every single 45 plate in the gym with a guy about your size on top. That's what happens. Me being up at 5 o'clock and being at the gym at 6 for three hours and all that type of stuff and then doing it again in the afternoon and eating five, six times a day. And, yeah, I just want to live a normal life and drop about 50 pounds and be good. I'll be all right. I gotta pounds. show some pictures of me when I was when I when I lost all that weight. So, um, you know what, Joseph? It's time for the Beach RC Bench Racing Q and A, and let's cue this. BeachRC.com, the racers' one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. And thank you, Beach RC, for supporting the podcast. We do have some gifts, uh, some prizes going out to people from our 100th episode. Brent's been busy. He went to, he was at Blue Ridge Nationals, and Lucas was at AMS this weekend. So Beach RC, man, brick and mortar hobby shop, doing it right, doing it good. Um, I think I might pick something else up, something myself from Beach RC for Christmas. I was looking at those mini scalers. I might get one, one for me, one for my son. But uh, we have an affiliate link with Beach RC. If you guys can go and use that, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps show our influence. Check out Beach RC, man, Brent and Lucas, and the guys doing good things. So, Joseph, we have a few questions. I'm going to start off with this one. I know we've been over it, but I want your quick answer because this was sent by private message, and he says we didn't ask it. And this is from Mike Didon. What's up, Mike Didoni? 
he was like, my question was about diff oils and how and when you go higher or lower in front, middle, or rear, how it affects the car and power distributing going higher and lower in weights. He says, I want to change. I want to change to when I low and high bike tracks. Oh, oh, what to change on low and high bike tracks and what to change to get more traction or steering. Well, it's multiple questions there. So did you listen didn't to Didn't we us? answer this last week? I know, but give it. No, I, he says we didn't, but I swear we did. Yeah, we did. Let give him a quick synopsis of the diffs. Quick. We talked one about this last time. You have one minute, 60 seconds, and go. I swear we did this last time. Go. I'm waiting for your answer. Oh, my God. So, well, 45 thin seconds. Diffs, thin diffs of power make the car more responsive, so you have more steering. The car feels more aggressive. So, on a loose track, thin diffs of power, you'll have more turning. High grip, the car can be nervous of power going into corners, so thicker diffs on high grip of power, more stable. So that would be a good thing on high grip, calm the car down. On power, loose track. Front diff is fine, you can go thick, just more drive. Center diff, if you're too thick, the rear will want to step out when you accelerate, so there's a limit to that. Rear diff, if you go too thick, the rear will start fishtailing when you accelerate, so there's a limit to that also. So thin center and rear, easier to accelerate on a loose track. Front diff, doesn't matter as much. You can go thicker. On a high grip track, thicker diffs, more drive. So more acceleration. So front diff, you can go thicker. Center diff, you can go thicker. Rear diff, you can go thicker. That's the basic theory. And if you want more, go listen to last week's podcast where I explain more. Or buy Invisible Speed when it comes out. Which is going to be available yeah, when, Joseph? Um, maybe already at the end of this month. Okay. Let's say before Christmas. Oh, that's good. I got Shipping get, worldwide. I got to get me a copy. And how much is it going to cost again? I think it's going to be like 30, 34 euros. Okay. So probably about 40 bucks. For in Europe. 40, like yeah. 39.99 like that. for for yeah. um it's gonna be well worth the money let's put it that way all right cool all right thank you mike didoni for the question i have another question from uh axel owen what's up axel sent me some pictures he's healing up nice because i have oh actually this is for wally but i'm gonna ask you he wanted to, wally's answer but i'm gonna ask you and i'll ask wally on the next podcast too Tire gluing for race, the day of, the night before, or all the week before. I guess it's asking, is it? I mean, day off, day off works too, but if you want to be safe, then yeah, the day before. How about, so it's really cured and set. How about yeah. a week before, too long? I mean, it doesn't make any difference at that point. <laughs> you can actually probably lose. I wouldn't, like, I've had tires that have been glued up for too long and then they come all unglued when you go out there. So. Well, that's a very long time then. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We have a question from Walt Hurd. He has a JQ car. And he says, I see the JQ car has options to run universals in the center. How does that make the car react? It, it is an option. It actually, uh, yeah, it is an option. Sorry. Got him confused. Universals and dog bones because it comes with dog bones. How does that, the universals in the center 
make the car react compared to the dog bones, Joseph? Not a big difference. I think if I remember correctly, when I tried this, it did it did make it feel like it was smooth on power with the universals. Mm-hmm. So there was that. That's it. Slight difference. Not a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Easier to work on. Alrighty. Um, bringing up more questions here. Our next question is from Connie Spenson of House of RC. Everybody go to House of RC and sign up because it's a good thing. And we're going to get lots of information. And with information comes improvement. I want you to rank the following RC categories after how many owners. It's been an, it's it's enough to earn it. You don't need to be racing or being active, actively using them. They are the following RC types. Cars, planes, helicopters, motorcycles, boats, drones, and construction vehicles. Well, Joseph, being as you don't know anything outside of nitro racing and off-road racing. Did he say rate them? Yes. Okay, cars rank, first. Rank them. Rank them. Yeah, rank them. Cars first. Construction vehicles last. Yeah, because they're expensive. I don't know, man. Planes right now, because it's so easy to get into planes. Everybody's getting them. Planes second, helicopters third. Mm, what else drones, was that? Drones, man. Drones are up there too. Cars oh, sorry. aren't drones first. Second. Drones, Cars aren't drones first. second. Yes, they are. This is our opinion, right? What we think. I don't think or it's... What, what was the question? I don't I think it's... I attention. think you're wrong. He wants to rank them. Cars, planes, helicopters, motorcycles. Rank them boats. based on what? Just what you think is more popular. Oh, more popular. See, that's the key that I was missing. I want you to rank the following RC categories after how many owners. It's enough to earn. If you don't need to be, you don't need to be racing actively to be using them. Just that people own these things. Actually, I think cars might be up there because everybody has a like an RC car somewhere. I would have to say car. I have to exchange. I think cars, because of Traxxas and stuff like that, somebody has an RC car. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Then I would have to say drones, man, because drones are real popular. It seems like everybody can get a drone. And but. As for planes, I'll be honest with you. The aviation plane side of RC is humongous. But you have to have skills to do that. And But there are easy-to-fly uh, planes. Or the helicopters, big. I, I would say helicopters are niche, very niche. They're hard to fly, but they are, they are popular within the aviation industry. Um, we used to have BK servers, Burt Camera. He used to be big into helicopters. And my buddy Edward Bryan used to tell me all about it. Motorcycles, niche, very niche. I only seen that in Europe. I know that they did do it in um, America for a bit. Remember that guy, Eric uh, Paulson, that, the black guy that used to race fifth-scale cars, Joseph? He had the Afro. You remember him. He used to be at Sun Valley Raceway. You know this guy. This is from back in... Like Paul Coleman days and Offner days. He used to be the the uh, fifth scale guy, like the best fifth scale racer. I saw him racing some uh, some motorcycles. Boats is big. Uh, it's really big where I'm from in Bermuda. <clears throat> Bill Oxidine's helped make it bigger. And then construction vehicle, vehicles last because that shit's expensive, man. One of them excavators cost like $3,000. Probably more. <coughs> so... That's my opinion. Joseph doesn't know much about that stuff, so it's always going to be cars for him. Excuse me. Yeah, and only racing also. Yeah, see? No imagination. 
no. He's not eclectic with his RC stuff. Chris Oxley, JQ, if you were to eventually design your own 10th buggy, which you said you would, but you have it, slacker, what main thing would you design differently to the other chassis on the market and why? If I could do what? If you could clear the, clean your ears and listen. JQ, if this is from Chris Oxley. JQ, if you were to eventually design your own 10th buggy, in brackets, he says, which you said you would, but you haven't, slacker. I what? have designed it. Yes, my own all right, already, but you haven't but made it. has not it. come into fruition. So, what? I can't tell you what I would do different, but I would do it different. It wouldn't be the same x ray copy as Associated and TLR managed to do. Sorry. Big disappointment that they just copied the x ray. Oh, man. Throat's drying out here. Oh, he, he doesn't, he's tight lipped about that, Chris. He doesn't want to let his secrets out. Yeah, because it's not the same as the others. So why would I tell people what to do? Like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. All right. I think there are some... 10-scale cars are good, but there are some serious flaws with them also. They work okay on the carpet tracks we run or super smooth clay, but show a bump to the car and it sucks. Full grab especially. All right. So, Cody Taylor... He says, I'm sure this has been over. You've been over this before, but on a really loose condition, what do you recommend? Shocks on inside hole, on the A-arm, or on the outside? And do you change spring rates when doing so? Well, you would, on a really loose track, you could go in on the arm, and that already makes the spring wheel rate softer. Like it feels, the spring will feel softer. So that will probably be enough. Or you can keep it at the same place and go to a softer spring. Okay. All right. Uh, we have an Instagram question from Meek Mick Wingberg. Winneberg. What's up, Mick? How does a higher, lower suspension tower front and rear affect driving? Is this just a droop thing or any anyone, any of those better for high or low grip? Droop setting for different grip levels. Yes. I think that the car is pretty much always easiest to drive when you have a lot of droop. So there's probably a sort of recommended maximum for each car. So just start with that. And then you keep reducing the droop until the car gets harder to drive. Because as you reduce droop, the car will become faster. You'll be doing the same thing on the track and you, your lap time is going to be improved. But then as you reduce the droop more, at some point, the handling will become worse. Like you'll suddenly lose traction or this something. It will just be harder to control. And then you go back a bit and that will be your best droop setting. The smoother the track, the less droop you can get away with. And uh, normally front you don't change as much as the rear. The rear you can reduce more while the car still stays good. It just maintains better corner speed and is faster. So start with max and then reduce from there. Okay. Adam Sauter. 
wants to know, will fifth scale off-road racing make its way to the East Coast? New Rich National should. How fun it was. Interest seems high. Um, You know what, Adam? I like fifth scale racing, but I don't like my eighth scale and fifth scale racing together. I would love to race eight scale, uh, fifth scale, but it is, it's, for me, it's it's expensive. Um, it's really expensive. I don't know if you'll see it on the East Coast. The East Coast is plagued by rain. You need, you know, I just don't think that these these fifth scale tracks and eight scale tracks coincide. That's why Joey always made a separate fifth scale track at the DNC for the fifth scale cars. So I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, but if you're going to, my one advice would be for the BRN, which, and I'm not trying to dog, I'm not trying to dog on the fifth scale guys because I know they want to race and they want love too. Uh, come up with a bet. Like, I think the best fifth scale track I've seen was the one at Adelanto that you went to that race in 2018. You was in the eight scale side and they made a great track that was yeah, good, good it was for, cool. for fifth scale and and eight scale. It was just, but it was just like a super cross track. One eight is with easy to do triples and stuff like that. Maybe that works. But yeah, we I don't know. It's expensive, man. Uh, you have to do a lot of work to make them things competitive. Like Matt Olson's car is amazing. I couldn't imagine how much money is in that car. So I like to see Matt Olson go over and race in Europe, where the where it's really a lot of competition for him. Evan Osborne, he wants to know. I was going to ask about a ten scale car as well. He says I would love to support JQ. I have no local eight scale track. Do you think a JQ 10 scale car would help eight scale sales since many racers like to run the same brand for all cars? I do. Do you agree, Joseph? <clears throat> Just like I, I don't know about 10 scale. Maybe a bit. Yeah. Maybe I, I know I, a Truggy would help. A Truggy could. Yeah. Truggy could more so maybe than mm-hmm. the 10 scale. I think both would be needed. And he goes, what do you guys think of the 10 scale Truggy class? Will it take off or not? Um, I tell you what, Evan, I think the 10 scale truggy class is cool. It's been going on for a year, for a couple of years now. I see uh, there have been some conversions. I see Schumacher has one. Um, I don't know, man. It it it's it just gets one heat at AMS at the race time races this year. If it starts getting more races at that event, then so be it. I am I'm seeing e truggy growing, like full scale e truggy. So we shall see. I think this is great suited for indoor tracks as well. Maybe not on the big eight. I bet you 10 scale Truggy was good at AMS. That track was suited for that. So that's my opinion. Um, I actually have one more question here. I'm just trying to find it. I thought I had copied them all and it was from Wright RC. He wants to know when racing on a small indoor track, what main gear and pinion should we be using with the JQ Black Edition e-buggy? Should it be 49 and should the main and a main or 11 or 12 to pinion? Man, if you're going to, if you need all that power for indoors, then something's up. I can't, I think, I can't remember anymore. I think 12 was the standard pinion. Yeah. yeah, 48, 49 and 12 should be fine. I think you'll be fine. If you go on a bigger track though, you're going to have to go up on that pinion and go down on that. Yeah. Like 13 or 14 or even higher. Um, CTRC Sean Rusin, what's up, Sean? He wants to know what is the first type of food and beer you two want when you both make it back to DNC or any other US RC trip. 
What would you like to have if you went back to California tomorrow, Joseph? If I went back to California, I would have some street tacos. And uh, yeah, maybe in and out. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's it's natural to always want in and out. But the thing is, we're always probably going to eat in and out. One of my favorite foods is flame broiler. You introduced us to that. I think that's probably one of the best places you can eat. Okay, that's good. I'd, I'd have all of those. That, all that teriyaki chicken and flame broiler and in and out and street tacos and burritos. Yeah, I'll have all of those in the first few days I'm there. I might have multiple of those in the first two days I'm there. So what would you want? Would You you don't get modelos up there. In, uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you what I would want. Mm, and this is my fat boy coming out. I watch all these Sonic commercials and I want a Sonic uh, Oreo uh, s'mores milkshake, I think. That's what you need to cut out. <clears throat> I know. Oh, man. My throat is dry. This air conditioner is drying out my throat. All right, man. I think that's all the questions we have for this week, Joseph. Thank you to everybody that sent in some questions. If I oh, if I missed some, I apologize. You know, we got we got quite a few. So, uh, <clears throat> not too sure. Joseph, we are going to go to the main interview from Techno and then come back for the rant. How's that sound? I'm fine. So here is the main interview of Chad Parks of Ignite Design RC, brought to you by Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. You guys know I love gas truck. I have five of them on the wall right up there. Three Loses, a Mugen, and another Losey in parts. Two Adam Drake 2s. 
I love gas truck. Unfortunately, I didn't get to race it when I was in America, but I watched it. I got to race it in Bermuda. I loved it. Always think it's one of the best classes. I mean, just look at the pros that it made. Jared Tebow, um, all, Jeremy Quartz, all these guys all raced um, <clears throat> gas truck. Well, if you've been hiding under a rock, a rock lately, <clears throat> you would have noticed that there's another gas truck out. It's actually a conversion. It looks really cool. So... One of my buddies reached out to me and showed me this. Actually, it was Shelby. Shelby showed me this from uh, from Colorado, Shelby Park- Parker. And he said, check this out, Keenan. It's, it's coming up with a new uh, a new conversion. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Because I had seen conversions before. But uh, I'd like to welcome Mr. Chad Parks, the owner of Ignite Design RC. What's going on, Chad? How are you? Hey, guys. Doing great. Thanks for having me, Keenan. Hey, he's outside in, like, Missouri in November. <laughs> Actually, I forgot to mention we had like two inches of snow on the ground about two weeks ago. No way. Well, you're going to have probably a yeah. lot of snow on the ground here soon. So it's coming. Enjoy it. Um, welcome to the podcast, man. People are, are loving your, your, your new gas truck conversion by Ignite Design RC. Um, we brought you on here to talk about it. We're going to do video. And yeah, thank you for coming on. So uh, before I get started, I don't know too much about for you. Stephen Bass actually was talking and he said he, he was looking into one or had bought one and he told me, yeah, Chad used to be a wheel back in the day. So I always like to know how do, how do guys get started in this crazy thing that we all love called RC. So man, tell us how you got started. Uh, I was oh, 18 years old. So I wasn't super young, like by today's standards. Um, and a guy at work had a low C GTX. He brought it into work and he was a basher. So I remember it's still it's so weird the dumb things you remember, but uh, he, he threw his truck on a table and the suspension worked. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and uh, I think it was two weeks later, I went and bought a Traxxas uh, Nitro Rustler, oh, wow. so tool drive stadium truck, Nitro, and that same week I made it to my first racetrack. Mm-hmm. And I was so just out of my element, I couldn't wrap my head around these people racing these things. And I'd had a grasshopper that I played with in the street before, but so that was my first entry into racing. Where did you go? What was the first track that you, you went to? Yeah, it was called real RC raceway. Mm-hmm. It was in pleasant Hill, Missouri. And that's uh, Jared Tebow's father-in-law. That's okay. his, uh, his backyard. So we hosted the 2000 roar nitro roar gas nats there mm-hmm. that he won and actually multiple manufacturers, nitro challenges. Yeah. Did uh, that's uh, the um, when did that track closed on? Uh, was it recently? No, I'm I'm getting confused with the other track with Dakota Fens' father-in-law's track. Oh yeah, it was right. it was before that. Time flies, so mm-hmm. it was maybe seven years ago or okay. so. All right, so when you got your nitro rustling, you went out there. What did you do after that? Did you go and get something a little bit more competitive, or did you work on the nitro? Yeah, rustling? I mean it all it escalated yeah. within weeks. Oh, wow. and. I had my first like competitive gas truck four weeks after I bought my first race kit, mm-hmm. and it was a RC10 GT with an A main conversion. What was um, the A main conversion? Was like, it was like a top deck, um, just kind of st- a stiffening conversion. It mm-hmm. used the lower chassis and a top deck. And actually, Steve Hale owned that company as well, the owner of Real RC. Okay. And um, and then yeah, so I, that same year I started competing in uh, Norca. Missouri or Newark state championships. And I won a couple of those, like my first year, maybe, maybe my second year. I can't remember, but 
it got out of hand pretty quick and I was <laughs> jumped in with both feet. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I mean, you're a prime example. You got into gas truck. Was it really difficult getting into it? Um, did, you, but it, I think it's a good step. I think it's a great place to start as well because it teaches people how tuning, teaches you throttle control. It well, does. It did, it did in back in the day. But um, I don't know if it does it nowadays, but yeah. Um, um, I, can, I can tell you a specific instance um, a really good learning moment where there's this old guy, there's a double that I couldn't get over with my truck. Mm hmm and, you know, I'm like, I'm grabbing all the throttle. I don't know why I can't clear this jump. And then this old 70-year-old man could just putt around and hit it. So he coached me a little bit, and that was my first experience learning that less is more. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> well, you need to with the, with the gas trucks, especially back in the day. Because what people don't realize is that back in the day, we had really rough, loamy tracks. And um, we used to, well, because the pros used to race these trucks on the same uh, tracks as these and probably one of the demise of gas truck was truggy came along it was easier but also tracks got just too crazy for the gas trucks i i think maybe now it might they can probably do it maybe if york well, we'll talk about that but i think yours can do it but yeah just got a little bit out of hand then we had these quick changed uh tires and all that type of stuff because we, we couldn't get the, t the tires to last an entire race you know, I thought that was innovative. I thought that was really cool coming in, changing your pit, your tires. I think it should be a mandatory, a mandatory thing. Like you know, make make things fun. But there you go. It was it was you know this was people don't understand that this they think we're just reminiscing and being old farts who love love gas truck, but this was really competitive. And the proof is in the pudding that it created fast racers. Simple as yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you get into like, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your career. You, you're in gas truck, you're, re you're running around, you got the bug. How long have you been doing this? I guess that's how I want, uh, I want to know. That was in 1997. Okay. So whatever, however much time, I was 23 years. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Is that right? Yeah. No, it was um, 1997. No, it's more than 23 years ago, man. I think we're, I think we're short of you. <laughs> No, 23, 23. My math okay. is bad. I suck at Yeah, math. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 23 years. And I, I, got, I just kind of escalated quickly, like I said. I think my second, my second year, maybe even third year, I met Richard Saxton. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the pros were coming to our track and stuff, so I started rubbing elbows and bumping shoulders with, with all those guys. And, uh, you know, Richard was probably one of the first pros that I met. And he was running for... Um, I guess Thunder Tiger. I think Th Thunder Tiger just come on the scene with the rate skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good times. The King is always a good chat. I've had him on her a few times. Love that yeah. dude. <clears throat> and he was the gas truck man. Like nobody could beat him in gas truck at in his time and the eight scale when he came out. Uh, has you have you shown him the new truck yet? I'm sure you have. I mean, you you run associated, so uh, not personally. Uh -huh. um, I'm more. I was in contact with uh, Curtis Hesting a lot through this. Okay. And uh, so you know, I was sharing, I was sharing stuff with Curtis before. Sweet, all right. I mean, it was like that, me, my wife, and then I show it to Curtis because I was just so excited. So awesome, awesome. So was you really that good of a wheel? Because I heard you was a wheel. I've heard it from a few guys. <laughs> you know, I heard you was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like the, I'm like the has been and never was. Yeah, well, I think so, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> I had some good, I had some good corners here and there. But you've been in you've been in RC 
have you been in it all these years? Did you come and go, or or? I think I took maybe one year off somewhere there in the middle, around uh, I don't even know two thousand one or so. Okay, two thousand two, right. and then yeah, I really I stayed pretty steady the whole time. So where do you race now mostly at Fastlane? Uh, that Fastlane, yeah. Okay. So and then we have the Hobby Plex in uh, Omaha. Okay, so you're they're, there. A, they're a two and a half hour drive for us. Okay, so you're all like I don't really get the geography's not I'm not good at geography too. So sure. Um, you know, I know Ashton he used to race for us and I talked to him, so I got to know that area a little bit of the drivers and I I, I didn't realize that all of you guys all race at kind of the same places. I, you seem so yep. far away, but um good stuff, man. Fastlane's a nice track too. Uh we're gonna show some footage of Jared taking this awesome little this awesome gas truck around, but cool, man. We know you love gas truck. You're associated guy. I like that too. So how long have you been running associated for? Uh, 2007. Okay. All right. I was running a jamming car and, nice. uh, just right before that and, uh, kind of ran around with Taylor James and, um, I was at a race with Richard Saxton or he was kind of pitted next to us and he said, and he had their brand new RC eight, him and Kyle Skidmore. So, he said, hey, man, you want to come on and run this car for us next year and be a part of the program? So I'm like, well, an obvious yes. So that's um, a long time. That was it. Too. So, yeah. 13 years. So it's ever since years. then. Yeah, it's a pretty good little run. And then I was with ProLine a little bit before that that I started. So I don't really like change very much. So that, Yeah, that's all right. The Jammin' team was awesome, too. Um, I used to run the Jammin' car as well. Um, Taylor James was incredibly fast. Oh, man. Yeah, I I need to get him on this podcast. I man, that people don't understand how fast that dude was. Like, they don't know. <laughs> he really he, he's uh, actually I heard from Jared Tebow's mouth that Taylor is one of the most talented RC drivers. But his only problem is he never would actually try. Oh man, I watched <laughs> I watched him uh, at the at the farm too, and I watched I was turn marshaling, and he was putting that car. Like on every corner, every time, every lap on the same mark on that corner, like one inch off the pipe. I was just like, this guy's going to win the Worlds. Uh, <laughs> it's so close. I know. I know. So close. That's too bad I'm going to have one of these. I'll have one of these in his hands pretty soon. Yeah. I'm I'm going to, I wonder if he remembers me. I met him and Josh Wheeler and all those guys uh, at the 2005 Offner race. I was there with Paul and um, <clears throat> Jet Jamming. I think, was Jay there? Yes, Jay was there. Everybody was there. So that's when I met him. And good times, man. The Jammin' team was awesome. And, you know, the Associated team's awesome. They've, you've been with them for 13 years, and that's good to see. And, um, yeah, it's not, you don't see that much in, in RC no more, you know. <laughs> no, there's time. a lot of jumping. I know. But, you know, I've never even – I had, like, a two-month stint with a Losi car okay. once. And that's, that's the only cars I've ever driven. Whether I was on the team or not, I've just only driven Associated cars, so – all right, sweet. All right, well, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. We're here to talk about this this conversion kit that you've got. Now, it's come on the scene about two weeks ago. It's the Ignite Design RC conversion for the T6 and T61, correct? Yeah, and then also I never included it on on any of my uh, announcements, but it also converts to SC6. Okay, sweet. Point one and point two. All right, so I just want to know when did you get – Let's start from the beginning. When did the idea to start this come about? Uh, well, there's no short answer, but it was um, around the time where the TLR22T uh, 
I think that car kit came as a mid motor mm -hmm. or rear, mm -hmm. but it was that was one of the first like major manufacturer mid motor entries, if I remember right. I think because um, that was one of the first cars I started messing with converting. It was a TLR twenty two T, and this is that's uh, like five years ago, maybe maybe four. Okay. Um, so when the mid motor cars started rolling in, that's when I started kind of realizing that the gas truck could be modernized without much, um, much work deviation. Now they did have a T five M conversion come out a couple years ago. Um, do you remember that as well? Somebody was uh, doing the T. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Casey did the T five M. Yeah, it was great too. It was just. Uh, like really labor intensive. Okay. All right. Because I remember like you had to get a gas tank from her and do this and do all this. Yeah. Like, all this. I never yeah. really got one, but I thought it was a very cool thing because it used components from modern day cars. Yeah. Um, but you've gone and taken that to a whole nother level. So you've been, you started this about five years ago. Uh, when did you like the final products start coming around and like what we see now, what you have in front of you? Well, I finally actually pulled the trigger and said, I'm actually going to do this in May mm -hmm. of this year. So really? that's when I sat down and I hand built um, this in my garage. How long and, did that take um, to hand build that? I think it was probably two weeks or so, maybe three weeks. So, and I actually had foot surgery, so I had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what spurred it on. I had nothing to do. So like, I'm going to go to the garage. So I just put my foot up on a bucket and sat at my table with a drill press and, you know, some jankity hand tools. Where but, did you start um, out with? Did you make the chassis first and then go from there? Or? Yeah. Yeah, sort of the chassis. And it was just all, like, hand. Oh, with a Dremel, you know, like, like old, does. old school RC, man. That's how it's done. Yeah, just kind of hand fit, make some marks and some scratches and measurements and cut. And, yeah, start with the chassis. And then, actually, I started with a sheet of aluminum specifically. Mm-hmm. And I basically built the whole truck on just a sheet of aluminum because I wanted to get the brakes to work before I invested too much time. Mm -hmm. Now, and uh, once I got the brakes fixed um, or figured out how they were going to work, I'm like, that's legit. So I'm going to move forward. Yeah, let me let me look on how the brake system is here. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. On the uh, are you checking out the website? It's yeah, pretty yeah, simple. Me... And I borrowed I borrowed the concept from X Ray. Mm -hmm. Actually, just touring car, not even X-ray specifically. But it just uses a flat spot in a rod right. and to I, act as a cam against a brake disc. Yeah, that's all you need, though. Yeah. And it's all connected to the Spurger and everything, so it's no added. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I Let me see if I can share this and bring it up. Hold on for a second. Uh, let me see if I can. Right here, I think people can see it. Right here is the brake cam setup for the car. Man, that looks so nice and neat, man. Oh, yeah, wow. it's all the anodizing. Once you get the finished parts, you're like, wow, that really looks cool. Oh, man. This thing is such so beautiful. I love it. I love it. I'm going to remove that for a second. So what? So you got a chassis. You're doing all these hand-fit parts. And when you got, how long did it take to get a finished product there? Uh, so then after I did that, I went to uh, Taylor James. And I, I don't know if you know, Taylor was kind of my mentor through this. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, he's a... Uh, uh, just in his spare time, um, now the goodness of his heart. So he's kind of helped me through this and mm -hmm. showed me how the industry works as far as manufacturing and what I need to supply for drawings. And he helped me with drawings and did his fair share of those too. Mm -hmm. um, 
So once I had my handmade kit, I started working on drawings under the direction of Taylor. And then I had some local guys, um, Aaron Hargis does some sprint car stuff. Okay. Cut the chassis for me and all the carbon parts. And that's, and actually that's my one off here. My, um, my hand built chassis that I carved out of oh, wow. aluminum in the garage is in the trash. Really? But, but this is the first, um, like working prototype that Aaron Hargis helped me make. Oh, wow. I love it. And love we it. got, you know, 3d, servo, 3d printed servo mounts and, mm-hmm. So this, I'll keep this one. Yeah, I would keep it too. That's number one. No, that's number one. Yeah, no, yeah it's number the first one, but that's cool. So yeah. you, this is pretty cool because you all, like it sounds like you had a lot of friends help you do this. So it's like a combined Oh, yeah, effort. I mean, very much. And I'm never ashamed to reach out to mm-hmm. anybody. I'll ask anybody anything. So, you know, Taylor James had his hand in it plenty. Um, Aaron Hargis, I could name everybody. I've talked to Jason Rona a lot for advice, Kurt Winger for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of reaching back and all my contacts and friends and buddy list for anybody who could help me with some knowledge. Sweet. So when did you think, all right, this can be a thing. Like it, you, you built your first prototype, you're getting things done. You're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to release this and we're going to, we're going to sell this as a kit. And I guess I also want to know what, all right, was your goal to reignite the, this, this class and hopefully make a million dollars or was it just a reliving something that we both love, like you and I both love, and you got, but with a modern day concept, like the modern day plastics, modern day A-arms and that stuff, you don't have to worry about, you know, like, let's be realistic, like, back in the day, the plastics used to break easy. Now, we're running, no. you know, things are better now. So, yeah. Uh, what was... Uh, no, I just, I wanted to build it for me. I just mm-hmm. wanted, and me and a friend named Wayne Schroeder at my local track, he's the one that said, uh, I think I'm going to build a T6 or convert T6. I'm like, man, that's a good idea. I've been meaning to do that forever. And uh, so then it just escalated as my racing career did in 97. And I just took off with it and I kept sharing pictures. I'm like, hey, man, this is where I'm at. And finally he just said, okay, I'm out. You look like you're doing way better. <laughs> yeah. You got a little and, bit too uh, more serious about it. <laughs> right. I took it to the next level. He didn't plan on that. So I was just building it. I mean, kind of for myself, but also knowing that if I did come up with something, it would be marketable. Yes. But even then, my expectations was um, I just I set a level of 50 kits. You've, like, not even talking parts support or anything. Like, mm-hmm. if I can hit 50 kits, then then sweet. Well, you surpassed that. <laughs> yeah, I passed that up. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's definitely a buzz. You got, you got people saying it's just a blip and it's not going to happen, but... Man, I'm gonna tell you, I don't like. Let's. I don't think gas truck is ever gonna get back to its heyday, but there's people racing it, man. Like my buddy showed me his GT he bought down in Florida. I know it was hot for a while in Texas. It's like it's 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 uh in Minnesota they they had a class as well, but with this, like you know, obviously also getting parts for these older cars was getting difficult and expensive. Um, so you don't yeah. want to run them. But with this, you can you can that solves it everything because you can you'll never run the parts because they're making them still, and yeah. uh, I guess I just want to know like you said the brake system was the most challenging part of this, but what else uh, what else is innovative in the making of this car like what like if I wanted to buy this car right now I would have to buy your kit and what else? Uh, so you buy the kit, mm-hmm. um, and you need a donor. So T6.1, T6.2, SC6. Okay, so off the T6, yada, yada. I'm using the front and rear clips and the gearbox? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, the only thing you're not using from a donor kit is the chassis and the side guards. Okay. 
So if people think about piecing a kit together, I'm like, ah, you're only taking two pieces out of the kit to use, you know? Yeah. So, um, so you buy the, basically the two kits and motor pipe and servos. Okay. And that's the bulk of it. There's a couple little bits like a flywheel call it a clutch shim set, but nothing major. And I put all that on my website items that you need to complete. So like you just click, click, click. It's not too much. Your cart. Yeah. A receiver pack. Um, you know, just the usual really. Where does the receiver pack mount in the back? Like old school? No, this goes under the tank right here. Oh, I was going to ask about that. So I use, you can see it better on this, this truck because the color contrast. Oh, wow. So you just um, unscrew it from underneath there. Yeah. It's kind of a quick change, which is kind of cool. Yes, um, it is. And that's, that's that let me use the uh, NT1 tank from the X-Ray touring car. Okay. I, so that was, that my was next a question. little bit of a problem. Yeah, that was kind of a, a problem of sorts to solve because a box in the back would require um, injection molding. Mm-hmm. And obviously that takes, the, that takes the product out of range as far as cost goes. Yes, for sure, for sure. And so. But, uh, but now all the weight is kind of centralized too. And not on yeah. the air and all that type of and we've stuff. We've all learned. We've all learned by now that like mid motor central weight, they can hook up. It doesn't yeah. matter. There's enough tuning options on these cars. They don't need a brick hanging off the back to get grip. All right. So, and your kit, it comes with the chassis, tank, clutch. Uh, what, let's see what else we got here. I got the pictures up here. Let's put it back. Yeah, on the screen. air filter kit. So we have. Um, it's a nice looking kit, man. Air filter yeah, there's kit. a cut. I need to work on my gallery there, but yeah, there on the lower right is um, everything that's included in the kit. Okay, there we go. I, I I can't click on these, unfortunately, but yeah, you got your Spurger. What Spurger is that? Is that easily readily available? Uh, so that's an Axial mm-hmm. uh, Yeti Spurger. Okay. But I'm actually going to be making my own, so that'll probably kind of be a running change uh, in the next batch of kits where we start to incorporate our own uh, spur gear in there. So all the plastics on this is 3D printed as well? Um, as far as material goes, the only 3D printed part is going to be, and the finished product is going to be the uh, receiver box lid where it has our okay. my logo in it. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's a brake adjustment nut. So that that nut and then the lid for the uh, receiver box are going to be the only 3D printed parts. Um, anything else that's plastic is machine Delrin or black acetal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the servo mounts and then the lower portion of the receiver box. I'm pointing to something here that you can't see. That's, <laughs> that's fine. So yeah, the lower portion of the receiver box there and then um, the servo mounts, those are all black Delrin. They kind of look like anodized aluminum in all the pictures, but they're actually plastic, so. Sweet, man. Ah, man. Yeah. Looking at the pictures, man, it looks like it goes together very nice. Um, When did you actually um, fresh drive it, though? Have you driven? Have you even Yeah, I've actually raced this thing most of the summer. Uh, It was like May, June. I think it was somewhere around June or so we started racing trucks at my track, and we usually get three or so to turn out, three to four. So three trucks came out, and then when you started running it, how many showed up? How many did you get at a race this week, this summer? Uh, we were like three to five at any given moment. 
and uh, I think one of those was GT5, this the T5M mm-hmm. conversion. And a lot of people just trying to bring the old trucks out of the woodwork that, that just don't last. I know. Like, my biggest thing for my, I have an MST1, right? I love it. Always wanted it when I was, <clears throat> when I was, you know, back in the day racing a lot. And then gas truck was hot. And I would give my left nut to find a brass idler for that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I've got like three different idler gears. I've even made some idler gears out of pinion gears and put it in there. But yeah. it's a nice car. I just, I'm just scared to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. And that's kind of back to what you were saying earlier, as far as this possibly being a blip. Um, as long as people try to bring out the old trucks and try mm-hmm. to resurrect the old trucks and, you know, compete with those, it will be a blip. I think so. So, you know, to kind of finish that conversation, tracks do what the people want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people say tracks are too big, you can't run a gas truck. Well, if you want to run a gas truck, then the tracks will change. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, I'm not saying that I Pure think Farm I- or whatever it is now needs to slim down. But <laughs> I'm just saying if people if people want it, tracks will do it. You know where I think these would do good on the on this? Me and my buddy, we've been talking about this a lot because uh, I've been freaking out about this. Like on the smaller indoor tracks, I think they'll be good. And... I, well, I don't know. You've you've driven this, man. How how does it handle compared to a uh, uh, an older truck and all that stuff? It's it's pretty phenomenal. So I was actually racing at the beginning of the summer. I was racing my old GT, mm-hmm. like the Blue Pan, and uh, it's pretty dialed. It, but it won't turn. Like you just steer with brakes because it won't turn. So from the first second I threw this on the track, I went out by myself, just private during the day, and I threw it down on uh, groove track. And I'm like, this thing is hooked. And just from the first second, I started driving it. And I started making tunes and just improving from there. But, um, you know, it's it doesn't have the same rear grip that a GT does, but that's the way the newer cars are going. They're less grip, and they actually turn. Interesting. So, And now um, we have better better rubber nowadays, too, yeah. and it lasts longer. So. Yeah, and I shouldn't say it has less grip. It rotates, mm-hmm. unlike, like, the old GTs and stuff. And I'm sure it's uh, it's pretty durable as well. Have you slammed it? Have you broken anything on it yet? Uh, I mean, I popped the ball cap off once. There we go. I mean, we t- <laughs> hey, I had a, that was notorious for those the old cars. Anyway, you know what I mean? I, just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't get away from it. It's just the way it is. Oh man, I jumped my I I took my my X I took a RT, well, it was a RTR, but I took a RTR XNT to the tracker few years ago and I took a jump and then it landed like every single ball cup just popped off. So, <laughs> but with the new, I mean, but if the new associated cap, like the ball cups and all, they're really tight and all that stuff. But that used to yeah. be a common problem. You used to have to get the white for the low seat to get those white. Um, oh, I think RPM or somebody made them like, uh, J concepts made some that were pretty dang good. Yeah. Oh man. You're bringing back memories now. You're bringing <laughs> back a lot of memories. Um, so on the track that you'll see, on the track you see Jared running on after a bit, um, there's a triple for some cars, double single into a berm, then a double single out. Um, actually, not being afraid of the truck breaking, I was able to rail that berm and just try to make the triple out. Oh, yeah. And it never broke. Really? So that's cool. Did you make the triple? Uh, I cased it every time. Just like as much of a case as you can get. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. We, we, oh. 
You know what? But yeah, one more one more thing about the handling is uh, the jumping. It's mm-hmm. so much different than the way it jumps and its attitude in the air. It's just like probably the first time I took it off the jump and it landed. I'm like, whoa, that was sweet. It landed perfect. You get on the gas. It didn't do anything dumb. And so its suspension, its modern suspension really helps it out on the jumps. And it doesn't get all wonky and crazy like the old trucks. Mm-hmm. So you can send it pretty good. Like you don't have to be afraid. How about in the air? Can you can you break? Can you can you whip it a little bit and stir it side? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it just it really responds to everything. Like it jumps good. Its attitude's good. Like the weight distribution. Mm-hmm. It just jumps good. So that's the other thing when people say you can't jump big jumps and stuff with them. That was the old stuff. Yes. So you know, give the new stuff a shot, and then we'll see. See what we're talking about. I know. You know what? I really enjoyed that video with uh, Tebow driving it. We're going to watch it right now. Um, yeah. Because it, to me, it just looked like he, he grabbed the controller and, like, muscle memory just came back right away. <laughs> Let's bring that up right here. Uh, Ignite. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I don't think we have volume. Oh, here we go. Was he stoked when he saw it? He was. He was. He's pretty pumped. Oh, man. So, yeah, I asked him if I could use his paint job. And uh, and he said, yeah. And that was, that was kind of it. He said he'd love to build one. I said, well, I'll make it happen. We'll get one in your hands. And like, as so soon as- the funny part, funny part about this shot right here mm-hmm. is this is at the end of the day. So the track had dried out. And this is actually the slickest it had been. Had he driven it prior to this, or was this the first time driving it? Yeah, this is like our this is our last couple laps of the day. And then here are the close-ups. This is when we first. This is the first couple laps, mm-hmm. and the track was tacky and pretty hooked up. Oh, you can hear his throttle finger, man. He didn't. He didn't lose that at all. Yeah. Oh, it's doing that. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> Raining that berm and throwing some roost. Love it. Yeah. He must have been smiling after that. Oh, was, that was so cool. It was quite a compliment. He said, this is this thing's dialed. Wow. He said, the clutch is perfect, the motor's perfect, the slipper, everything's perfect, and it handles good. So, yeah, and, I, get- I mean, that's to get that kind of a statement from Jared, if anybody knows Jared, that's good. <laughs> hey, he, like... He was like the last group of those guys to get in and gas truck, like, and get fast, like, you know, back in the day. So he would know. Um, that's cool to see, man. And I saw that. I, and I watched him drive it. I was like, wow, I was talking to my, did you see TiVo? He just like, like muscle memory. But I mean, um, I just thought it was awesome, man. This is, this is the best gas truck conversion I've seen. The most popular one. Like, you know, people are talking about it. I mean, you even said like sales have been super impressive. Um, yeah. Pre-order, sorry. So when can people expect to get their kits? So I've, offic- I've officially ordered with my vendor. Mm-hmm. And, and there's boxes at my door every day, even already. Um, but it's nothing without every single piece. So uh, <laughs> we're, I'm expecting like 1st like of December to um, start being able to package up kits. Okay, so you'll be packaging them at home and, and shipping them out. And, yeah, uh, I'm gonna make the kids earn some allowance there. There you go, there you go. So that's cool. Uh, 
I know Best pre-ordered one. He said he wanted to be number one. <laughs> he didn't become nice. Like, oh. I'm so competitive. I wanted to be number one. <laughs> he woke up two minutes too late. He was actually 24. Really? That's awesome, man. <laughs> you, I, I, I'm when I. I just think, um, I don't think it's going to be a blip. I was listening to my buddy talk about it the other day. You know, we've had this come up before. But like you said, a modern truck, modern engines, now the engines are better uh, because, yeah. you know, you can you can tune your engines a lot better now. We, we know so much more about tuning too nowadays, I think, about engines yeah. and how to, you know, make them. The, the tires can handle the power. The tracks have more traction. They're not as rough. This suspension and everything from modern cars, plastics, like, I think we might have something here. Yeah, I, I think, think we might. I hope so. I think we might. So when you when you talk about modern engines, um, I would encourage everybody to throw out everything they know about slide carbs. Rotary. rotary. And their old motors. Throw yeah. it out. It doesn't matter. Because the motor that Jared and I were running that day mm-hmm. is... An OSTZ. With a rotary carb. We all ran the TZ back in the day, and it was a monster. Mm-hmm. And this has a slide carb on it. Does it? And it should be undrivable. Um, and for whatever reason, I can't tell you why, if it's the gearing or the, the way the clutch works, but it's drivable. It's really good. Like Jared said, this is dialed. Mm. Because remember, none of us would run a slide car back then because no, it was oh, too too powerful. Yeah, remember those Novorossi MT12s? Oh that, yeah, they, they were outrageous, like, incredibly fast, and you had to put a rotary car on them to slow them down and all that type yeah. of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the mix of the combination to tires, tracks. We can put po- yeah. power down more, which people would like, which would make this a little easier to drive. I want to say maybe than what it used to be, but it's still very hard to drive. But but it's yeah. rewarding when you do it. That's the thing about it. That's what I like about it. And it teaches you so much. Like, people don't understand when I say it teaches you throttle control. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, you get that two-wheel drive on the outdoor track. You uh, you don't stab and steer. Have you tested this on a really rough outdoor-type track besides not fast lane? Uh, fast lane's the only track I've okay. had it on. All right. And it's gotten rough at times, but really... I think we had a bump or two. It's it's a pretty smooth track, though. Yeah, I like to see how they do on a like a track like Thornhill, you know, or yeah, somewhere like Indy RC. I know them guys are racing uh, truck there a I'll lot. Be at, too. I'll be at Shaw's in three three weeks. I think they're doing their gas truck nat or truck nationals. That's right. Um, so I'll be down there racing this in three weeks or so. So that's kind of a cool looking, loamy old school. Uh, outdoor track. I wonder what the uh, the entry is for the entries are looking like for whatchamacallit for this class. I don't know. I think last year they got somewhere in the neighborhood of 20. Yeah, that, that's good, man. Yeah. So I think we're going to see. Haven't, I haven't seen what they're looking like this year. I'll, I, yeah, I, they might not have it published anywhere, but I'd expect the same number. Same crowd, same guys. How many are, is it just you going there with your vehicle or does anybody else have a prototype that they're going to race there? Uh, just me. Well, I think once you start beating, well, when they see how good that works, they're going to want, well, they probably ordered one anyway. Man, yeah. I've, a lot of people say they've ordered them and um, it's good to see. I'm, I have hope, man. I don't know how much, you have 200 for pre-order, right? I had, I, I was going to cut it off at 200 um, just because I was afraid for it to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. The response I got with the initial announcement kind of scared me. So 
I was shocked. I couldn't believe the response. So um, I wanted to make sure I stayed in control as far as what I could mm-hmm. physically manage with shipping and just everything, not not getting out of control. So I capped it, and we didn't end up meeting that. Um, what I ended up doing, I sold 106, and then – they were just kind of trickling in. So I'm like, I'm not going to wait the, make the hundred plus people wait right. for five more or whatever it could be. I don't know. And, uh, I went and ordered above that too. So I'm going to have maybe somewhere around 18 kits to sell after. Okay. That's good. And I suspect those are going to be pretty hot. I, I think so. And how much can we expect to pay for one of these kits? Uh, two ninety five. Okay. Plus two- shipping. Two ninety five plus shipping, maybe a T a T six is what? Maybe you get one. You can get a used one or get a brand new one. Oh man, the used ones are hard to come by. Yeah. I think the brand new ones on A main, the T six point two, there's probably probably be three thirty. Okay, but I mean, once you have all of this, you j- the parts are cheap to get, readily available. Um, how's the gearbox holding up to the uh, to the nitro engine and the gears inside and all that stuff? Uh. So far, so good. You run the, these- uh, I'm using the Axial slippers, mm-hmm. slipper pads, and they haven't done very well. Um, so what's going to be in the, the kit is a PTFE slipper like the associated white slipper okay. pads. Are you um, running gear diff? Slip. Or are you running ball or gear diff? Uh, ball diff. Okay. I've lost an idler or two in it, but uh, the slipper actually hasn't been working. Okay. And um, But, yeah, I mean – it's just going to be slipper adjustment, getting all that stuff fine-tuned, and it'll be good to go. Yeah. I, once you have your slipper fine-tuned on these trucks, your idlers should last forever, unless you're right. doing a lot of hard braking and all that type of stuff. But Yeah. I mean, these, these motors aren't putting out as much torque as a 5.5 on carpet. No. There's just no way. I know. <laughs> if, they could, if they can stick on the – like, if they don't get damage on carpet with five-turn motors, yeah. I'm thinking – that's my old-time thinking, see? That's thinking back <laughs> in the day of the idlers and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Cool. And what type of motors are available out there for these nowadays? Because not many people are making 12 off-road engines, or what What? What can we get brand new for motor-wise? So OS just released a .12 uh, TG version 4, mm-hmm. and the one that's in my truck that was in the photos is a version 3. So they discontinued that. They, got, they just introduced the version 4, mm-hmm. and just today I got an order of those that I'm going to list on the website. Sweet. And uh, I haven't finalized the price yet. I'll just say south of two and a quarter plus okay. shipping right now. Um, so people so can get the kit and the get the. Eventually, they'll be able to get the conversion kit as well as an engine from you if they want. And the exhaust. And the exhaust. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so the engines, yeah. I don't know what Nova Rossi's doing. I don't have my. I'm not really into. I don't with even what their think they're is. open anymore, dude. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm hearing that was what I heard. I'm hearing that somebody has bought their equipment and moved it. So I, I think that I, I hope Novarasi comes back, but it's probably under yeah. a different management now. I don't know. I've it's kind of under wraps a lot. Right. Yeah, I heard their equipment. We might be moving to the U.S. Yes, that's what I heard. Okay. So yeah, right now the OSTG um, seems to be the best engine available today oh and a main has the sh it's like a gold head that yeah. that's a really good motor that everybody talks about yeah and so there's two motors that are produced indefinitely that we have that's at good. our disposal that's good uh, man and 
like what what would the the clutch and all that stuff you produce as well i was looking at that man that looks really nice here you have a that's a yeah. specialized clutch and sorry i just was i forgot to talk about that but it looks so cool yeah yeah i just borrowed the design from associated gt2 mm-hmm. and that was one of those conversations i had with um with uh, curtis and just said hey man do you mind and i got his blessing so yeah. The only thing I changed on the clutch from like the GT2 is I preloaded the spring more. Okay. Um, just because in my testing I couldn't, uh, I just wasn't loving the clutch feel. So. Mm-hmm. Now, will um, you be carrying spare clutch parts and stuff, or people can just order yeah. them? Okay. Yeah, I've got a pretty good spare parts, um, or will have pretty good spare spare parts inventory. Decent anyway. It's hard to gauge how much to carry. And but, are you um, are you looking for? Um, people to sell it like hobby shops and stuff to sell it or are you just going to keep it to you for now? Not necessarily. Right. I mean, I hate to cut a hobby shop or a track out, but, um, yeah, you it's, know, the whole goal here is just to get the product to the end user for as, as cheap as I can. Yeah. And get more of them out there and hopefully see and see this come back. Like, like I said, yeah. I don't think it's going to be as big as it once was. But I think if I like for me, I would love to see some of these old school pro guys race these. You know, yeah. like all of them have one of these. No matter what brand they run for, right? Just get ten of them and or whatever, and have like Saxton and Tebow. Put who else can we put Mayfield in there? Um, yeah. Who else was really like all these guys were fast and gas truck Cavalari, all these guys and let them just have an exhibition race. I, well, it wouldn't be an exhibition with them. They would get serious and try to beat each other. I know, but I would love to see that, man. That would be. Yeah. So awesome. There's no such thing as exhibition. Everybody's serious. I every know. time I hit the track, I know. <laughs> especially those guys, they've been racing against each other forever, man. Um, yeah. So when can people expect to get their kits? Uh, so if I'm packaging December 1st, I, <clears throat> my goal is the second week of December. Okay. Just in time for Christmas. I can't guarantee a date, but that's, that's really what I hope for. Okay. And after the 18 or so, will you, hopefully we'll have another batch available or how would that work? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little while though, cause we get into the, um, some different holidays. So it'll probably be February, March, most likely March before I start looking at getting more inventory or doing another pre-order structure i'm not sure what i'm gonna do but but it will be march for sure cool that's i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna start put I, i'm on the rc budget so i gotta put my rc budget and i'm gonna get me <laughs> i'm gonna get myself one but it's probably gonna be in march i should have ordered more than the 18 i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i think once people start seeing them go out and they start showing up at everybody's local tracks people's gonna see how cool they are how well like from me for what i can see it looks very well finished. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, I haven't built one, but hopefully it goes together, all right? Like, people put it together and you don't have to do, but, you know, if you're buying this class, it doesn't matter. If you're right. buying this truck, it doesn't matter. You're a tinkerer. You know what I mean? Right. From the yeah. old school. Maybe you're a new it's guy. It's a niche. Yeah, it's, it's a niche. It's a niche of a niche. It's a niche. <laughs> what did the Associated guys have to say about it? Like, uh, Hustings and Wenger and those guys, that, that they stoked about it? Uh, Curtis is actually really pumped. He said, yeah. man, I hope this works. He said, it's one of my favorites. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, man. Um, so he had a good response. Well, well I um, think the amount of pre-orders that you've gotten is a good response too. I do too. And that's really encouraging for the fact that nobody's even seen one. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's held one, but Jared and me and Taylor. So, and some of the guys in my track. Sweet. 
So you have 18 left after this. So if you want one, people, you better hurry up and get them. And probably by the time this podcast is out, he might only have a f- 10 left because this is coming <laughs> out in on a week's time. But uh, we're recording the pro- a week, about a week, a few days before this releases. So uh, hit up Chad Parks and check out IgniteRC.com. Is it IgniteRC? No, IgniteDesignRC.com. Uh, IgniteDesignRC, yeah. And I, it's kind of a lengthy name, but um, just to protect myself legally, just in case. I know it's a small little company that hopefully nobody messes with, but um, hopefully that Ignite Design RC doesn't conflict with anybody else's names. Oh, you'd be like like <laughs> Joseph and Arma when we had the right, right. Arma. Well, there's a bunch of brands out there that are Ignite. There's even Ignite yes. Design, but this is Ignite Design RC. Yeah, man. What's next for you guys? What are you looking to do once this is? Once this gets going and you, you see you sell some more kits and stuff, what would you guys think? Are you going to start improving, like making different, like any ideas to improve on your design now? Or, or well, I'm along the same lines of ignite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like for my focus to just remain um, to be fun and just doing anything we can to kind of bring fun back into the RC cars yes. and just whatever we got to do to reignite and. Um, so it's cheesy, but whatever. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> but it's kind of true. Uh, so, like, my next teaser, well, I'm, I'm going to – I haven't reached out to him yet. This, If he watches this, this will be the first he's heard of it. But I was going to talk to Dakota Fenn about helping me on my next project. Yeah, you should. You should. I need so to that's get – So that's all the information you're getting out of me on oh, that. Oh, man. Come on. You're going to have to give me more than that when it gets closer <laughs> to it, you know? And we're going to have to bring you back on her. I need to get Fenn on the podcast. He owes me money because I've been betting on him at every race, and he hasn't been coming through. I'm only joking, um, but uh, he's 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 amazingly fast as well. So yeah, people can order this on the website. They can also follow you on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, can yeah. they contact you personally on Facebook as well? Yeah, there's uh, private messages, and it all goes to my cell phone. I'm pretty quick mm-hmm. just to respond. So, uh, um, and then also I started a YouTube channel. I have. Z- basically zero content on there right now okay. but that's where i'm gonna try when these kits start to get to the public that's where i'm gonna be putting my tutorials and awesome. things like that just to just to help people with the nuances of gas truck that make it either suck or work yeah that's all part of the thing though to get if we get some yeah. new people into this which i think we will because people's gonna you know once they see these at the track i'm like i want to race it too and yeah. um that's gonna be good for them because the old school guys they'll know what to do but uh, yeah. you guys are going to need help, man. That's awesome, man. I'm glad I got to talk to you. I know you're busy. Um, we don't have much time, but thank you for coming on. Do you Would you like to shout out and say thank you to anybody before we uh, sign out here? Um, I'd hate to leave anybody out, but, uh, I mean, for the most part, Taylor James. He's just been the man, and I talk to him every day. I blow his phone up. and You know and, what? Uh, Ask him. If he wants to come on the podcast, because I need to get him on her Legends of RC. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He's yeah. a he's a lead engineer at Castle Creations. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's involved in RC. He works in the RC business. I did not know that. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. He's kind of under the table. I probably maybe it was a secret. They didn't anymore. Oh, uh, I'm sure if, <laughs> if if we get him on the podcast, he's gonna let us know anyway. So it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. Awesome project, man. I love it. A passion project. This is this, like I said, this brings me back memories of, of what RC was, what tinkering and, you know, everybody's so used to form and fit, but you, you like, I love the fact that you was in your garage with a broken foot, dremeling parts and made your own conversion kit, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 
it looks badass. It looks fresh. I, I probably just build that thing and just put it on my shelf and just say, one day I'll race you. But I would, I'll tell you what, if I build one of these and I go to a race, there's a gas truck race, I will be racing it. Perfect. I will be racing Perfect. it. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, show Chad some love. Show the Ignite, or Ignite Design RC gas truck conversion for the T6 and T6-1. And was SCX, you said as well? SC6. SC6, sorry. You know, I always mess things yeah. up. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on IG. If you want to cut one, he's only got, at the, at, the rec- at the time of recording, he's only got 18 left until March. So you got to get in there and get them soon because they've been going like hotcakes. And I think they're going to go faster once people start seeing more coming out. And looks like. I hope my, so. Yeah. Um, thank you for your time, chat. Enjoy your weekend. I look forward to seeing more of your videos uh, and tutorials on this awesome product. And man, you've got my support and just, I'll, I'll, I'll be helping you. I'm going to try my best to help blow this up as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate your help and all the support and shout outs. Sweet, man. You have a good evening and thank you very much. You too, bud. Take care. Bye. Now it is time for the RC Gypsy Tales brought to you by Rob's Oil, your one-stop shop for all of your AMS oil needs. Beaker, have you ordered your oil for the Janky JQ van yet? Have you done that yet? Yeah, of course. Uh, that means you haven't even thought about it. But you know what you should do because we're going to, you know, hopefully we go to America next year and we need the van to work. And we need to put another 400,000 miles on it. Probably got another 10 to 20 trips across America left in it, carrying everything that we need. So what I want you to go, do is go to www.robsoil.com, order all your Amsoil oils, lubricants, and filters that you need to spruce that janky JQ van up so we can drive it across America even more. You got that? Where do you go, Joseph? www.robsoil.com. Why Amsoil, you might ask? Well, Amsoil makes top quality synthetic lubricants for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, four-wheeler, snowmobile, lawnmower, and anything else with an engine. I'm sure the fifth-scale guys use it a lot as well. Amsoil lubricants are designed to help your equipment run at peak efficiency and last longer. Join the millions of proud Amsoil users to experience the difference. All Amsoil products are formulated, blended, and packaged in the U.S. of A. I know I'm an animated talker. It's like being down here in the Dominican Republic. They talk with their hands a lot. So I've, you know, learned to do that. Uh, all right, Joseph. So you're the guy who's traveled the most and had the most run-ins. Uh, I remember you telling this story on your Facebook Live. I don't think you've told it on the podcast, but let's tell everybody about the time you got kicked out of the Spanish Nationals and had the police called on you and almost went to jail for RC car racing. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> he says that was fun. <laughs> this started your whole beef with uh, is this is this the same guy who's in charge of Afra, Carlos Gomez, that kicked, tried to kick you out, or how did that? What happened? No, it's another Spanish guy. It's uh, I can't remember his name now. Pineda, oh. Pinata, I called him. Well, that probably pissed Carlos him off. Carlos probably pissed him off. Something like that. Yeah, well. He's one of those uh, power trip people. And I'm sure so you, you just weren't he, having that. No, he's the, he, ran the, he runs the federation, the national federation, okay. I think. Excuse me. So I was going to a Spanish national. I was sponsored by Ultimate Racing. And 
it was at the track in Barcelona. So That's I went a, there this is when you national. was fast, right? This was when you was fast. I've never really been fast. But well, you know, you had a lot more pace than what you had now. Well, arguably, yes. <laughs> and so I got the Spanish license through Ultimate and entered the race and paid the entry and everything was set. And then when I was there, they told me that the organizer, so Piñata, he said, I can't, I can't race. <laughs> so all that for nothing, like flying to Spain and going to the race for nothing. Yeah, that so was a, a complete... I said, well, kind of sucks. So they were still trying to get me to race. So then I was thinking, okay, well, at least can I just practice? You know, because it was free practice, I think. And they wouldn't even let me practice. Well, you know me, I, I just went up there to practice. <laughs> anyway, I mean, how stupid can you be? Okay, I can't race, but at least since I'm here now, then let me run some laps. So I was up on the stand and driving, and then eventually the guy saw me, ran up on the stand, all mad, yelling. And back then I was still running an antenna. So I was, when he first started yelling at me, I was almost by the pit. So I just cut the track so that I have more of the track to go just to piss him off. <laughs> so, so then because it was taking so long for me to get to the pits, he tried to grab my antenna and snap my antenna. So I just leaned forward and drove with my arms, you know, stretched out. <laughs> so he couldn't reach my antenna. So then I drive in the pits and he's just yelling at me and we go to the sta stairs and he like, he pushed me like not super hard, but he, still like I was right at the stairs and he pushed me. So I like stumbled down a few steps and then I, then I, got mad a, a bit mad i turned around walked up to him right by right in front of him and i i yelled at him to not touch me and then walked to the pits i thought it was gonna be so some climax i walked up to him and i yelled at him sternly not to touch me yeah yeah pretty much that's about as violent then, as you get then uh we were in the pits so it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to r practice or race. And, uh, they even, they even had a protest. So Robert was involved also and other drivers, they all walked out on the track to, and basically stopped practice. Yeah, like no influence. one could drive and because they, they wanted to allow me to race. So all the drivers said like, look, Hey, just let the guy race, you know, who cares? And, then, uh, basically there was a one hour or so argument or drivers, extra drivers meeting. And at the end, I guess Pinata had said that if there's still anyone standing on the track in, you know, a minute or whatever, then they lose their license. <laughs> now he, he has the power to do that. So then pretty much everyone just left because they, if they don't have a license, they can't do the nationals, they can't do the Euros, Worlds, all that stuff. So I think Mark Ibars was the only one who stayed, <laughs> which was cool of him. But he wasn't racing actively anymore, I think. So he didn't care if he loses his license or not. Well, after that, then I couldn't race, but I was there for the weekend. So what I did was, ironically, ended up at this guy's own track. 
So Pinata has a home track, which is also in Barcelona, not the track where the race was. So I instead went to his track just to practice. So I practiced there for all of sa- all Saturday and then half Sunday, I think. And then I think it was I, someone from Ultimate picked me up and took me to the race to watch the semifinals and the final and to sort of rebuild my car and all that stuff. So then I had been at the track a while, you know, tore my car apart, watching the racing. And then someone comes up to me and says that I'm not allowed to be there. Like I can't be in the pits. You was just at this guy's um, track. Yeah, I was just in the pits. No, but you was just you know, at the guy's think, track. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, he didn't know that. Oh, God. So then he probably found out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after. So then I was working on my car. Someone says, I can't stay there. I was like, what do you mean I can't stay here? Why can't I stay here? So then the excuse was that there isn't enough space. Well, this was when the semifinals were running. So most people had already, you know, they were already done. So they had already packed up. So there was plenty of room in the pit. So I said, look, there's plenty of room here, not disturbing anyone. Just came here to watch the race and work on my car. Well, then, I mean, the situation started to get heated again for no fucking reason, except this pinata guy. And, uh, Basically, I remember Roger from Ultimate said, like, look, I think you should pack up and go because he's, like, threatening to call the police and stuff. I'm like, come on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything wrong. And then, you know, this Pinata guy was saying, like, he calls the police now. I have to go. And I said, look, just call the fucking police. I'm not going anywhere. So 15 minutes later, (laughs) two police cars rock up. They had to stop the race again. I can't remember if they'd run the semifinals. They run one semifinal, the other one was going or something. They had to stop for like an hour and a half, extra meeting. The police come in the pits. They surround me like everyone's there. It was so funny. One guy took a video, but I've never seen the video. He refused to send it. It was a shame because it, it was probably a cool video. So imagine, just imagine this scene. I'm there in the pits working on my car. Police arrive. They stop the race. Everyone comes in the pits. So 100 and, I don't know, 150 people maybe. So everyone's looking like what's happening. The police walk in the pits, surround me in the pits. And Roger is like, hey, you need to go. <laughs> you need to go now. So I'm like packing up my stuff. So everyone's just watching this happen. So then I pack up my stuff. Then I grab my car. I'm like, I had my car in the air. And I was like, hey. Today is my birthday. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the present, something like that. So I walked out of the pits and then I didn't know what was going on because no one spoke English. They were just speaking Spanish. So some guy came and said, hey, you want to go for a beer? So I said, sure. So we went to have a drink and a sandwich. And then when we were done, we went back and I had given the police my passport and information. By that point, I went back and then they just gave it back to me and said that everything's fine. You can go back. <laughs> so then I went back in the pits and then they continued the race. That guy, did is he involved in Spanish racing at all anymore? Yeah. So <laughs> this guy then, uh, so the history, 
continued then now in the Spain Euros a couple of years ago when Max was disqualified. Mm -hmm. So Max was disqualified because they have a system where you marshal before your race. And it was the first race in the morning, I think. And we were all there. Everyone was there. But they, they had forgotten to put the speakers on. So when they called for marshals, if they had called with the speakers on, we would have heard, like, hey, all the quarterfinalists or whatever finalists go to Marshall, Max, blah, 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 all the names. But we didn't hear anything. So Max didn't remember or know or whatever. So he didn't marshal. So then they disqualified him completely. Like he wasn't allowed to race his main, which is ridiculous. I, I think you, you shouldn't have penalties which are too harsh. You know, let him race, but have him start last or something mm -hmm. like that. That would be fair. So complained about that. They wouldn't let Max race at all. Fucking really bad decision, in my opinion. Same race. <clears throat> after their first semifinal, you have to leave your cars in Parc Ferme. That means that you leave it in technical inspection and you only get it after that cars from the second semifinal have also been inspected. That gives everyone a fair uh, chance to repair their cars before the main because everyone has the same time. So in the first semifinal, Martin Wolanka bumped and made the main, but he got his car from technical inspection. I don't know how, but he got it he somehow. Or maybe he didn't. Area. Or maybe he didn't even <clears throat> leave it at technical inspection. I don't know. Was he running X-ray at the case, time? He was running X-ray. The X-ray He was area. pitting. He was pitting behind us, so I saw that he was in the pits with his car, and I knew he had bumped to the main. So I was like, okay, this is a bit weird. And I saw Pinata coming, so I'm like, grab my phone. And that's the famous video now. It's on YouTube. That The famous, like, <laughs> what did he say? Rules are rules. Rules are rules, he said about the Max situation. <clears throat> so then I go and say, hey, rules are rules, right? What's going on? Semi-finalist here in the pits, no Park Fermer, what's happening? And then he, you know, he gets mad at me. He even grabbed my phone. He said, use well this information. Like, I shouldn't share this information. <laughs> like, I'm putting this on YouTube, moron. So, yeah, so then we just had a perfect example of the hypocrisy. Is he still... Uh, with this guy again. Is he involved still in there, effort yes. at all? Yeah, he's the Spanish federation guy that's you know one vote and one fucking hand break so in the anything whole you put anything you put into play he's gonna he's gonna veto that anyway you're, yeah you're, yeah you're fighting an it was battle such, right a, there. such a stupid situation with max rules are rules and then this guy should be disqualified from the main but no that's fine just i as the race director will just walk in the pits and ask him to return the car that he was already half disassembling so it was a ridiculous situation. And then going for the 10 scale euros, also in Spain, he tried to ban me from the race. He actually tried to ban me from racing in Spain in general. And then he tried to ban me from just the 10 scale euros. Like it got to the point where it was unsure if I was going to be allowed to race. <laughs> and we had to have an extra meeting with him and some other guy from Efra and a bunch of people just just to allow me to race oh my gosh i didn't know all of that this guy's a class a moron well he probably thinks the same thing about you but yeah but 
there's a big there's a big difference between speaking your mind and and uh, having being open about your opinions and being a complete fucking well you know what man as long as we have people like that in power that hold personal grudges and want to do things like that and not and stop people from spending money and racing at their tracks and stuff like that this is the reason rc is kind of going to stay the way it is we need to get rid of people like him people like him need to get the fuck out of their where they are because all they're doing is stunting growth for everything else for someone new to come up and behind holding personal grudge it don't matter if it was you it matter of anybody honestly I just he yeah, is a, because a, the thing is that with attitudes like that, you can't do the best things for the sport no, no, you or hobby or whatever you think it is. It, you you just can't. You don't do it. So that's a big problem. Yeah, and that when I say we need to get that old guard out, he is a prime example of what I mean. No forward thinking, only thinking because he wants to keep a hold of his little bit of power that makes him important. He doesn't want to release that. Like, you know what I mean? You are a threat to that. Anything new is a threat to that. That is widely, a, 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 a widely common theme in RC. So, unfortunate. Oh, well. Yep. I'm surprised you was allowed in Spain, period, after all of that. But uh, good stuff. And a, great, a good story. We wasn't sure if it was going to be good, but I didn't know all the, the rest of that. So, thank you for sharing that, Joseph. Um, you know, this, this segment is getting harder and harder to do because we ain't traveling. So, it's going to be sporadic. And- and you have all Just the stories, another note, by the way. Excuse me? Just another note. What's the that? first incident happened in maybe 2006, something like that, mm-hmm. close to that. And this was now 2017, or when was the Euros there? Like about 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, and this guy <laughs> holds a grudge. You know? Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't like you. And I get it. I don't like you most days. But, I mean... It is what it is, man. But this is the pro- an example of what we need to get out. These guys who don't want to relinquish that, you hold on to that power, so you do everything that you want to do, and then when new ideas come in, you shut it down, but you're in a, a position of power to shut things down. So it's shitty. <laughs> it's shitty. All right. Well, anything else to add to that story before we go on any further? No. All right. Well, thank you, Rob's Oil. Remember, everybody, go check out uh, www.robsoil.com. Show him some love. Showing the sponsors, show some love. Hey, if you guys have a wild story from an RC event, <clears throat> shoot me an email and let me know. Uh, Joseph, I think we're going to go on. No, we're going to go on to the JQ Racing Rant. We are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. You know, like, those are some of my favorite pictures from from our travels with the JQ Racing team. And I just love, like, the thylacine at the end, like doing the double middle fingers. Like, ah. I love that. You know, so many memories. Some of them that, some of them are still with us. Some of them aren't. Uh, you know, my goal by 21, by the time we come back after a break in 21, I'm going to have all intro, of, all professionally done videos for these ads. Because we're going to, it looks like we're sticking with the uh, video thing here. So what do you think, Joseph? Get some professional videos done. Look nice. Give our sponsors a little bit more. Yeah, we should. 
Yeah, well, we need to do one for us, but we well, don't have I'm much time from my busy uh, YouTubing schedule. Yeah, I was. I already. I've already. Oh, great Oracle of YouTube, can you help me out now, please? Now he doesn't want to share his information. This information will benefit you, Lefty. I haven't learned anything yet. No, I'm learning. It's too complicated. To no, it's all right. To Make explain. it uncomplicated so it's easy for me. That's your job. All right, got you. I have. That's what I want for Christmas. All right, Justice. So I had a little rant um, for this week, and oh, wrong, wrong person, wrong thing here. And I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, maybe Instagram, but Lewis Hamilton came out talking. Well, he's done this previously. We all know that Lewis Hamilton used to race for Coyote, like used to race Coyote show cars. He's seen the infamous video when he was a little kid. I love Lewis Hamilton, big fan of his. <clears throat> Have been for many, many years. I like that he loves RC. And he made, he talked about RC and, and going back and memories with his dad and how much fun it was and blah, 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 and all that type of stuff. And, I, and that's good. I love that stuff. But we, you know, even me, I freaked out and I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. You should check out RCGP. And I sent him a link in the comments. It probably won't do anything, right? Probably won't do, I know it won't do anything because he probably doesn't even run that account. You know, he may, he may run that account. He may not. Unsure. But my rant is, why can we not get a big name like Lewis Hamilton? Um, Dak Shepard came out about it. You know, if his, uh, this year, you know, we know guys like Moogie, uh, Malcolm Stewart races. We know like um, Christian Craig, you know, they're into racing. We know a lot of these motocross guys into RC stuff. But it just seems, <clears throat> you know, we got Lewis Hamilton do a, uh, he's, he's been vocal about it, but, you know, just like, uh, I want to know what we have to do to get one of these guys, big names, to promote our hobby slash sport. Like, I think, uh, now don't get me wrong, the Oval guys, they'll see Tony Stewart at the Chili Bowl. But that's because the Chili Bowl is like a big, a real car race. And also, you know, Tony Stewart has custom works. So he has, you know, the Oval side of things, which I think is fucking cool. But how fucking cool would it be if we go to RCGP or a big race next year and freaking well, Lewis Hamilton rocks up and or Malcolm Stewart rocks up and is hanging out with us and or something like that, watching the racing and like just helps promote our hobby a little bit. I, I would I would give my left testicle for one of these guys to do this. You can you can live with one testicle. I researched it. Um, I think you get about 30 grand if you donate one. Um I just, it just aggravates me, man. I know, and, and you know, I kind of talk to, I like to, when I come up with these type of talk, topics, I always run across my think tank, which is the real Mike Hill. So we talked about this last night, and this is what he said. <clears throat> he said, you know what, Keenan? I know what you mean. He says, I always think it would be great if, like, a big rapper, like, look at, look at, like, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne got into skating. He kind of, like, not saying that skating wasn't already mainstream, but you know what I mean? He kind of... Gave it that boost to people that probably didn't think about skating any before, you know, <clears throat> and he's doing it. Like, I just think one of these guys would help boost and promote our hobby. And we have these people that do it, but they just seem to shun us. And I don't know why. Are we that freaking create like nerdy where we got shunned by people who like what we like? Or this is how Mike said, he goes, you know what? Yeah, I agree. We need a famous person to do that. But I, you got to also understand these guys, it's just like the RC, it's just like the RC car driver that everybody thinks should come club race with them three times a week, right? I get it. We want a club race. These guys are under the spotlight 24 seven. They're under, they're getting paid to race, all that type of stuff. RC is fun to them. Maybe they don't want to get involved in it like that. 
but fuck me. We need one of them to get it. Like, imagine if Lewis Hamilton just shows up. I don't care if it's a Kyosho. He's got a Kyosho there. And he's got it on top of his Formula One car and shoots an uh, uh, Instagram picture. Or he goes to a race. and Like, do you know how big that will be for our sport slash hobby? But we cannot get it. But we freak out as soon as one of these people, these, these famous people, talk about RC. But they just don't show us no, like, we can't get no, like, I mean, you know what, you get what I'm getting at. Yes, Lewis Hamilton, Mick Craddock. Knows, he knows all them guys, the good relationship with Kyosho, uh, Lewis's uh, brother races or used to race. That's all good. But we need we need those guys to promote what we're doing, man. Honestly, if it would be enough already if a few of those people with massive followings would just, you know, share a yeah. video yeah, that's or cool. a website or something like that. You know, that would already, I mean, imagine they shared uh, one of those RCGP videos, how many views it could get mm -hmm. and how many people potentially would think like, well, didn't know this uh, racing was so serious. This, oh, yeah. could be, this could be a fun hobby. We just can't. It's, we're not cool. En we're not, we're just not fucking cool enough, man. And as much as we think we're cool, we're fucking, we're not like, we're at, we're at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to coolness and I think what we do is yeah, cool. it's true. We aren't, but we can be. I yeah. think we can be. It just, it just, it dumbfounds me. I'm mind boggled how we have these people, <clears throat> and we just can't get them to just promote a little bit, like you know. And it just, fr it's frustrating, man. But I, I, I get it. Like they just kind of want to enjoy it. Maybe none of them. Maybe they aren't as deep as. You know, like I was trying to get the guy Dak Shepard on her. I couldn't, you know, you you email, you you send these like people messages. They don't answer you. You know, they're not even controlling the Instagram. Of, but it would just be so great if they could do something. Like I would honestly, honestly donate my left testicle for something like this. I would like, I know I don't really need it. I have two children, so I don't need it anymore. <clears throat> I just, it just, it just flabbergasts me, man. Seriously. Ugh, it's frustrating. Like I see <clears throat> this thing so cool. What like Lewis Hamilton comes out talking about RC and all that stuff. Man, I would. What could you imagine? Like just like maybe at say what El Paso. I'm just I'm just this is my dream. My dream scenario. You know, I see this freaking helicopter doing circles around. You know, <laughs> on her. You just see it land, which isn't strange because there's a dude that has a helicopter that lives near. Help no near the SCRC track, but this isn't his helicopter. So I'm looking like who the hell's this? Out steps Lewis Hamilton with his with a couple of his dudes or whatever with his bulldog. Probably not in El Paso. Probably be too hot for his bulldog. Like, yeah, what's up, lads? Come to watch a little bit of racing. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I would be like, oh, it's Lewis Hamilton. I would, I would forget. Like, I would fight like anybody who gets in my way. Like, I'd be like. Like, you know, I mean, what, what did, uh, what did Ryan Mayfield say to people? He'll choke slam or what did he say? Chop throat him in punch. the throat, chop him in the throat. I'll be throat chopping. Pop, pop, pop. Get away. That would be so, do you know how big that would be for RC, man? Lewis Hamilton shows up at our, some world famous, some world-class RC event and poses for pictures and takes his, Oh, he en he enters RC too. Oh my God! Oh jeez! Oh jeez! What if he yeah, just shows he up? And like, on his, uh, 
social media, then yes. Yeah, what if he just be. shows up in his pimped out van, trailer, RV, fully RC'd out and be like, I need a mechanic for the weekend, lads. Joseph, you would have to start racing and go be his mechanic. That would be, be so awesome, though. I know it's a pipe dream, but I just, it, 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 it really just boggles my mind how we can't get any of these guys to get behind us and just promote our hobby a little bit more. Yes, some of the Formula One guys have done some commercials and stuff, but I mean, not that playing around with stuff. Like, I mean, going to a race, racing, like, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's just frustrating. Anyway, what do you guys think? I think that brings an end to our rant. It was it's more of a rant for me. I think Joseph agrees with me, so it's hard when it's not a you know when we don't agree, when we agree on the subject. Uh, thank you to uh, Chad Parks for his time for coming on and spending some time and talking about his new awesome gas truck conversion. Really like that. Hopefully, I can pick myself up one in the new year. Remember, he only has like eighteen left, probably less by the time this is released. Um, Joseph, thank you for your time. Thank you for your awesome videos. They're cool. Keep uh keep it up. And I'm waiting to for my lessons. I have my new camera here soon, so I'll be looking all nice and spiffy like you. <clears throat> uh shout out and thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys. I greatly appreciate you guys' support. You guys I know it means a lot to us. Uh we need to get some we're gonna have to get some new shirts and hats done. I think Brent's all out. Or all or, or almost out. If you guys place an order at Beach RC, just put in the notes. Can you please include uh, some NNRC decals? And if you get some, just rock, you know, rock them and tag us in your posts. <clears throat> on a post on Facebook, if you're rocking any NR NNRC swag. So thank you to all the patrons on Patreon, man. We can't do it without you guys. Uh, your support helps us buy new equipment. Uh, hopefully it's going to help us travel some more and helps keep some of these bills paid. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast more, you can. In the written description is a link to our Patreon. Um, yeah. Follow us on Facebook. We're almost at 3,000 likes. Follow us. Uh, sorry. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on IG. We're getting there. I want to get, I would like to get 1,500 followers by the end of the year, if possible. And our YouTube channel, where, you know, that is, that is a hard egg to crack right there, Joseph. People don't understand how hard YouTube is. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to get subs. We need to get viewing hours. We're uploading all these podcasts there. I'll be bringing some more video. Go check out Joseph's channel, JQ Products. We're going to be collaborating here soon. <clears throat> he just dropped the takeout video, which I thought was not takeout, the cheating video, which I thought was good. And obviously his, uh, his uh, tuning engine. Oh, you know, I saw a question real quick. I'm going to ask it. Uh, Tom Petrella, he asked, do you measure the idle gap with the venturi in or not no no venturi no venturi tom it's funny like because it's very clear in the video that there's no venturi but i never said it mm -hmm. so it wasn't clear enough right because a few people have asked that right so i yeah. wish i would have said it you should have had maybe like a troubleshooting list afterwards if your car is doing this maybe that's a video for for the future a troubleshooting list like as well <clears throat> that was some of the suggestions i heard so go check out Joseph and give him a sub, give him a like. You know, right. that's... Sorry, go ahead. I think for an engine tuning thing, you can't troubleshoot like that, really. Okay. Like, you just have to watch the video and understand it, and then that's it. Like, because how how do you do a troubleshooting video? I mean, I don't seriously. know. Make it act funny and then do it. You, you did a little bit of that. 
in the it would have been then three hours long i'm sure um, every single situation it's basically the same solution for the trouble you know okay all right check your glow plug make sure the engine gets fuel and reaching it out and tune from there so Boom. every single issue is solved okay the the trash heap has spoken yeah um Shout out to all of the sponsors that are advertising this podcast. Uh, if you're a company and you wish to sponsor on this podcast, hit us up. We got tears for everybody. Shoot us a message or in, on Instagram, Facebook, or um, shoot us uh, an email at the no name rcpc at gmail.com. A shout out to uh, all these companies that support us. They are RCMX Techno RC. We, we, we will be doing the NNRC hotline this Thursday, myself and Wally. Shout out to Beach RC, man. Lots of love for Brent. Lucas, all them guys, all of Beach Nation, hit them up. If you can, use our affiliate link, get your NNRC swag and rock it and tag us in any pictures you take. Shout out to Robzo for bringing the RC Gypsy Tales. Go to www.robzo.com. Manscaped.com, bringing you the RC news. Check them out. Remember, use the promo code, the no name. I mean, no name in all caps. Save 20% on your order. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic has been a longtime supporter of the podcast. Check them out. He's making some great stuff. Uh, traction to get, you know, you know, indoor racing. You need traction, you need sauce. Use some Papa Willie's Traction Tonic and prepare for victory. You can use the promo code NNRC on checkout to save 10% off your order. Shout out to Sun City RC. Thank you, Joey Showers, Corbin, Christian, for your support. Badass looking track there. And I look forward to getting there hopefully next year and hanging out with you guys. Um... JQ Racing, man. Lots of love to all the JQ Racing guys out there. Love you guys. Like life. Thank you for all the support. Great weekend for us. Keep rocking it. 2021's coming coming up soon. Let's get back racing and having fun. Shout out to um, Connor Ehlers of the Loof Cranes. Thank you for your help. And obviously, shout out to JQ Threads. Check them out. Not just the clothing company. A company providing opportunities. Wally Builds. Wally and I will be together on Thursday. And special shout out to my boy, yeah, dude, chasing Elric at uh, Racecraft USA. The command module is looking pretty badass. I think I'll have one soon. Wally's been rocking one. Go check him out. Order him because he's been selling out. Uh, also, shout out to Zach, Tom uh, Zach Thompson and Clean Works Clean Freak. Go get yourself some degreaser. Remember, man, showing these guys some love shows the podcast some love, and we appreciate it. And, um, yeah, that's about it, Joseph. I have nothing else to add. I'm just going to sign out and say, you know, Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. And remember, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Lefty. Nothing to say? Out. Nothing to say at all, Joseph? No, piss off. Okay. Uh, uh, it was nice hanging out with you, too. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron only 
only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory. so bad.